and is only suitable for people aged 18 or over will almost certainly have an adult theme and might well contain sex or violence which are quite graphic. It may also contain explicit language, including sexual swear words. Thanks for listening. On tonight's episode of The Godless Revolution, we'll talk about the end of the end of ideology. Will Ferrell debate Bill? I really doubt it. <laughs> That's a good one. Dear Saitan Bruggenkate, divorced, dumpy, deluded, discriminatory, dumbass Davis defies directions, doubling duty dereliction, dangerous, draconian, demagogy, death cult, dominionism. <laughs> that that's was a, hard. That's a lot of that's D's. That's some fucking alliterism right there, man. <laughs> Ching Chang, Walla Walla, Jeb Bush. <laughs> Second, Timothy Tebow, still not as good as an injured Holy Romo Empire. Boogity, 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 Blood Moon. Uh, but here's what his revelation comes to him. He's kind of got all this stuff, like, uh, touching, wiping, mourning of the animals. Not wiping, whipping. whipping. Yeah. <laughs> also, yeah, not torture. also not touching. I am, I am dyslexic. I, I hope I'm not having like, a stroke. Do it live! Fuck it! Do it live! And an atheist almost always becomes supporters of eugenics and abortion. A swine is hungry for nuts. Jesus hates him too. Satan is real. Being a Satanist is an open declaration of revolt against counterproductive received wisdom and mindless rogue traditions. Decapitate her head off. We're done. We're done. Obama! Hi, everybody. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know what the hand signals are, but <laughs> I, I think twiddling the I fingers did, I, worked. Yeah, then. Uh, Do for, something. Uh, except for when you, you still looked at me like, what are, what are we? I wasn't. I wasn't like, entirely okay, yeah, sure that the twiddling of the fingers no, yeah, meant that we were recording. Definitely. So, well, welcome, yeah, to the I spoke up. <laughs> welcome, welcome to the guy. Spoke up. Welcome to the guy. I just everybody. What? Mushmouth join us for this episode? <laughs> welcome to the Godless Revolution, everybody. I'm Dan Ellis. It's another Ryanless episode. Yes. Sorry. Miss the Duffster. That's like with, Sorry, with, with our marathon debate shit last week. That's like 25 hours I without know. Ryan. I know. It's like one dogma <laughs> debate episode <laughs> without Ryan. Uh, today is September 23rd. This is episode number 70. 70. We are joined in studio once again by the fabulous Exifer Reed. Hi, everybody. Utah Outcast podcast. Thank Woo. you. Podhell.com. Come check us out. Tonight's episode is fueled by... Tonight's episode? Tonight's is it- episode is fueled by some spiced rum and, and Coke. Cuba Vanilla welcome, Coke. Welcome to tonight's episode. <laughs> We're going to have a really good time. We're It'll- going to fire up the bubble machine and sit it- back and whoop a doo <laughs> All will be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Why do you think America is a Christian nation? That was the creator of everything. They are Christian beliefs to be the founder. Of our lives. And I believe God isn't done with America. And that's the Lord we know. All right. Proceed. Uh, politics. So, this is an article uh, written by what? Nothing. What? <laughs> He's just staring at me with his cup in his hand. It was Dad just gave him that come hither look. <laughs> What's going on over there? It would be awesome. How you doing? <laughs> uh, okay. John T. Jost. Of New York New University, uh, he re- <laughs> war, war, war. <laughs> okay, let's start Sorry. over. Okay, <clears throat> hey Forrest. <laughs> um, okay, um, John T. Jost of New York University has written an article. Actually, this came out in the nineties, um, but 
it's called the end of the end of ideology. Um, uh, I'm just going to dig into it because there's a, there's like 20 pages of this. I actually went through to kind of, this is what you were talking about last week that we didn't get to on the show. Yes. Yeah, so a, a during stack. the fucking marathon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a, it's a meta study, uh, that encompasses, I don't know, 30 or 40 years of polling and, and various other studies, uh, about political views. Um, so I'll just, I'll just start right into it. Okay. The end of ideology was declared by social scientists in the aftermath of world war II. Uh, they argued that a ordinary citizens political attitudes lack the kind of stability consistency and constraint that ideology requires b ideological constructs such as liberalism and conservatism lack motivational potency and behavioral significance c there are no major differences in content or substance between liberal and conservative points of view and d there are few important differences in physiological processes or styles that underlie liberal versus conservative orientations. Are these all propositions or this is what the study has found? This was, this was the original study called the end of ideology that came out just after world war two. Okay. So it was called the end of ideology stating there's really no difference between liberals and conservatives at this point, And there's no reason to, so this is back then. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing things are different now. This is before McCarthyism, right. before the rise yes. of the Soviet Union. And- right. So John T. Jost wrote, uh, revived that article and rewrote uh, uh, his article calling it the end of the end of ideology. Okay. Oh, okay. So that's the introduction. Um, now this, this will be Jost um, from, from now on. Um, these are just some of the key points. Uh, current political realities. <clears throat> Excuse me. The stunning organizational success of the conservative movement is one of the most significant events in American political history over the last 25 years or so. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it would stretch credulity beyond bounds to claim that it has been a revolt of the mo- of the moderates. Um, there are many factors that help to explain how conservatives once inspired. What the fuck was that? <laughs> I'm moving. Just swinging the boom, yo. Okay. <laughs> Just King Arthur delivering wooden rabbits there. I, I, I thought X was squeaking. Okay, sorry. <laughs> sorry, I farted. So I fucked. Sorry, I fucked. <laughs> uh, but it was it was stretch credulity beyond bounds to claim that it's been a revolt of of the moderates. Uh, there are many factors. That helped to explain how conservatives once inspired by fringe activists such as William Buckley, Milton Friedman, and Barry Goldwater managed to reach uh, what Brooks referred to as the promised land of mainstream main, mainstream governance. Uh, these include the mass defection of white Southerners to, from the Democratic to the Republican Party following li- uh, liberal civil rights legislation in the 60s and 70s. The development of the strong coalition involving economic conservatives and religious fundamentalists beginning in the 70s, um, and the powerful emergence of right-wing think tanks and media conglomerates, including Fox News and Christian conservative talk radio networks. Um, There are now scores of extraordinarily popular conservative radio and television personalities, including Limbaugh, O'Reilly, Coulter, Hannity, Scarborough, and Savage. <clears throat> to name just a few, and their popularity is hardly attributable to the uh, uh, the moderation, reasonableness, or prudence 
that Schill saw in their predecessors. The ordinary, mild-mannered author Garrison Keillor, um, who uh, I like very much, yeah, yeah, I do too, uh, detailed some of the changes vividly, saying something has gone seriously haywire with the Republican Party. Once it was the party of pragmatic Main Street businessmen in steel-rimmed spectacles who decried uh, profligacy and waste were devoted to their communities and supported the sort of prosperity that raises all ships. The party of Lincoln and Liberty was tra- transmogrified into the party of hairy-backed swamp developers and corporate <laughs> shills, faith-based economists, fundamentalist bullies with Bibles, Christians of convenience, freelance racists, misanthropic frat boys, shrieking midgets of AM radio, tax cheats, and nihilists in golf pants. That's that's a perfect <laughs> description of like that's, that's, an, know, that's right? an all-encompassing Republican description right there. Yeah, it's that's beautiful. the big tent right there. <laughs> <laughs> Harry Beck swamp developers. Right, I, I like that. I think we can blame the God virus for that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Jost goes on for a few more paragraphs, but um, the empirical evidence uh, is that studies show that there are substantial differences in the beliefs and values of liberal of liberals and conservatives. The largest and most consistent differences concern core issues of resistance to change and attitudes towards equality. For example, people who call themselves conservatives hold significantly more favorable attitudes than liberals toward traditional cultural and family values, including religious forms of morality. They are also more likely to support conventional authority figures and to oppose activists who are seeking to change the status quo especially if change is toward greater egalitarianism. It's true. Yeah, it's true. No qualms with that. Um, People who identify themselves as liberals place a higher priority on achieving social and economic equality through policies such as welfare, social security, and affirmative action. Uh, they are also significantly less likely to hold prejudicial attitudes and a conscious and at a conscious or unconscious level toward racial minorities, homosexuals, women, and members of other disadvantaged groups. Mm-hmm. This all is just confirming the the biases I have, right? But 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 this is a meta study, yeah. That's that goes beyond your personal preferences to say that yes, in fact, you are correct. Nice. <laughs> I like when I'm right. <laughs> it doesn't happen a whole lot. <laughs> um, there is now. Well, if you were a conservative reading this, though, you might feel differently. Mm, well, for all of the all of the slurs that he threw out about well, the so that was Garrison Keeler, but yeah, Joe Joe just included that as part of the differences now and reason why to revive. Uh, and revise the end of ideology. Yeah. But there, the thing that I, the problems that I have with the Republican party are, are plentiful. The, the one that bothers me the most is the contradictory nature of a lot of their views. You know, they, they say, and this happens with libertarians all the time or or the tea party libertarians like fucking Rand Paul, you Mm -hmm. know, he's, he's all about freedom and Liberty as long as you're not gay or a woman. Right. (laughs) Yeah. You know, if if you're gay, you can't you can't enjoy the same rights as everybody else or, as far as it Christian. goes. As, yeah, as far as it goes for marriage equality or anything like that. If you're a woman, you don't have the right to choose what you do with your own body. You know, 
yeah, things well, things that things that you know in a in a purely libertarian view would be beyond reproach. You know, you, those those things are off the table. You can't you can't say that you're all about freedom and liberty and then deny those freedoms to a set of people. Yeah, that's what no, poisoned I, that. I idea. totally agree. I, yeah, I think those those minute differences that they claim, you know, within conservatism, are completely completely uh, non-existent because. You know, what you have in conservatism is everybody's free to have all the rights they want as long as they're me. <laughs> <laughs> and and they all say that. I mean, well, if you're a white, Christian, straight, rich, business-owning man, sure, sure, you, you do whatever the fuck you want. If you're anybody else, jail. Well, and I think that attitude is starting to tear the conservatives and the Republican Party apart from inside. They're eating themselves alive. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if you just look at who's left in the GOP, I mean, there's not even, they don't have hardly any Hispanics. They have hardly any black people in there. I mean, when it comes to minorities or, you know, in our case, they've become the majority in the country. They've just pushed themselves further and further away from that voting block. Mm -hmm. You know, they don't like women. They don't like anybody that's not white. They don't like anybody that's young. They don't like, yeah. And so they've anti'd themselves into fucking oblivion. They, they other everybody. Yep. And they've, they've othered everybody to the point of irrelevance. And it, yep. and it shouldn't shock me, but it really fucking shocks me that they're talking about, well, we don't know why we're not going to get that many voters. You know, we hope we're going to get some people. And it's like, <laughs> okay, after what's his nuts lost the last election with uh, Romney mm-hmm. lost the election. Like, why, why did he lose it? Mr. Mom jeans. Well, let's see, because <laughs> he said some anti women shit and because he was against immigrants, you know? You know, we didn't, he didn't get the Mexican vote. And he was so fucking rich and, and completely yeah. out of touch with yeah. ordinary yeah. people. <laughs> and instead of, you know, taking their licks and be like, wow, we need to start focusing on this group of people because they are the ones that hedged us out last time. They're fucking double downing on yeah. this shit well, with they, fucking Trump, done that you know? Every yeah. time. And the, well, and they had that whole post-mortem study of what do we need to do to change the party and appeal to more people. Mm-hmm. And they haven't done it. And they, I mean, they went through and they listed all of these things. Yeah. Like, we need to stop being fucking dicks. We need yeah. to get the Hispanic Until vote. the next the election rolls vote. around and then we're going to be fucking dicks again and because not our, learn our lesson. our right-wing fucking base of crazy religious white guys is just... No, no, they they <laughs> they steered into the crazy skid. Yeah, because you know they came out with okay, well we need the Hispanic vote. Fucking build a wall, make the Mexican <laughs> slaves, and then send their and asses then deport back. them no, home, yeah. dude. That is not exactly courting the Hispanic vote. That's I don't it. know why they're not voting for us. I, I mean, really just, don't. I really don't get it. Just adding. Just I add- mean, I tip them very, very well when I'm at the country right, club. Right, right. And adding two pseudo Cubans to your ticket doesn't fucking count. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, remind people that Ted's real name is Raffaello. And it blows their fucking is minds. It, is it Raffaello? <laughs> yeah, it's his dad's name. He's the, he's a junior or a third. I can't remember. Raffaello. Raffaello. Yeah, Raffaello. Really? Yeah. Raffaello Cruz. <laughs> you killed my father. Hey. Eh? <laughs> my name's Raffaello Cruz, eh? Well, I, yeah. Yeah. Wait, I can't put, stand to hear that gotta, guy talk. I fuck it, Either no, talk through your nose or plug it. Yeah. yeah. My name is Ted Cruz. He he should have <laughs> been. I a, like Jesus. <laughs> he should have been a soap opera star, that guy, the way he fucking mauls the camera. Yeah, he, he just chew the fucking scenery every time he's on the camera. I think he should be on a reboot of the Munsters as Grandpa yes. Munster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He'd be good for that. Uh, okay. There is now sufficient evidence to conclude that conservatives are, on average, more rigid and close-minded than liberals. No. 
my colleagues and I published a meta-analysis that identified several uh, psychological variables that predicted to varying degrees adherence to politically conservative versus liberal opinions. The original studies, which were conducted over a 44-year period that included the end of ideology era, made use of 88 research samples involving 22,818 individual cases and were carried out over 12 countries. So this is a very, very, very very large study. It's a lot of people's. <clears throat> he lists the countries. Um, How many different countries did you say? Uh, was it twenty? A lot. Twelve different. Countries. Twelve different countries. Twenty-two thousand people. Yeah. So this is a, this is a big study. That's um, a couple of PhD students right there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, a clear tendency for conservatives to score higher on measures of dogmatism, intolerance of amb- uh, intolerance of ambiguity, which I thought was very interesting. It's got to be black or white. There is no yes. nuance. Yes. Needs for order, structure, and closure to and to be lower in openness and experience of experience and integrative complexity than moderates and liberals. Several studies demonstrate that in a variety of uh, perceptual and aesthetic domains, conservatism is associated with preferences for relatively simple, unambiguous and familiar stimuli, whether they're paintings, poems or songs. Uh, There are other psychological differences between liberals and conservatives as well. Conservatives are on average more likely than liberals to perceive the world as a dangerous place. And fear, more fire, bad, yeah, and to <laughs> fear, <laughs> and to fear crime, terrorism, and death. That is interesting to me. Is it? The, that like they, you didn't that, know? That last one, no, 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 the, not the that I didn't part, know, but that they you know. fear death, which I think is I think probably why they're probably so points to a lot of the yeah, religiosity. The times, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's fucking interesting. I don't have to fear death anymore because my yes. imaginary friend says everything will be okay. Right, and because God is the answer for everything, it ties right into their need for order yep. and black and white thinking. Yep. Uh, they're also more likely to make purely internal attributions for the cause of others' behaviors and to engage in moral condemnation of others, especially in sexual domains. Um. Noted not long ago, conservatives tend to hold more prejudicial attitudes than liberals toward members of deviant or stigmatized groups, <laughs> at least in part because of uh, chronically elevated levels of threat and rigidity. These are physiological tests. They, they it's did. like telling a Republican that there is a thing called the Kinsey scale, and you can actually <laughs> land right. more than just zero. <laughs> no, right. you're either gay or you're not. You right. suck dick or you don't suck dick. Or you break it. <laughs> um what about author- uh, authoritarianism on the left? Are extremists on the left and the right equally likely to be closed-minded? Some studies, especially those comparing uh, multiple political parties in Europe, allow researchers to pit the linear rigidity of the right hypothesis against the quadratic extremity hypothesis that increasing ideological extremity in either direction, left or right, should be associated with increased dogmatism and rigidity. Mm, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. The existing data provide very consistent support for the rigidity of the right hypothesis and no support for the extremity hypothesis in isolation and some support for the notion that both linear and quadratic effects are present in combination. Hmm. In summary, then, much evidence upholds rigidity of the right hypothesis Um and contradicts persistent claims that liberals and conservatives are equally rigid and dogmatic. That argument fucking bothers me a lot when I hear it. 
Well, this just confirms the fact that they're the same. That they're they're just not the same on yeah. the extremes. Yeah, he said in that last paragraph with the quadratic thing and the, yeah. the linearness of it, it doesn't if work. The, the yeah. fact is that the extremists on the right are far more rigid in every single test they did than the quote extremists on the left. Mm-hmm. The the extremists on the left still still were much more open minded and and. Um, Less rigid. Because uh, as much as we may hate the food, babe. <laughs> <laughs> if she says something intelligent, I'll listen. Yeah. I mean, she I might would, be right would, one time out of ten. <laughs> yeah. I, I would love to see some great evidence from her of a lot of the bullshit claims that she makes. And Jenny McCarthy, yeah, she's wrong about autism and vaccinations and everything, but she's probably right on social issues. And she's really funny in a lot of I things. I used to love like, her she's, on Love Line. She's, she's smart. And funny, except for a lot of these really w- er- these areas where she's really fucking dumb about things. The vaccine thing, <laughs> my in kid particular. got a vaccine. He has autism. No, he yeah. always had autism, lady. <laughs> I couldn't. I still am kind of flabbergasted with finding out last week during the debate that Trump, Trump. is anti-vax. Well, he took yeah, that quite amazing, a fucking right? hit. I mean, he's down like nine percent or something like that. As yeah. of last. Well, I think day. I think we called that at the end of the debate. I mean, we said that Carly Fiorina would get a jump, and yep. she has. We said yeah. that Trump would probably slip a little bit, and yep. he has. Mm-hmm. Uh, Carson's Carson maintained go. maybe a little bit, but yeah, I'll have to go back and listen. I think I said that Paul might. Oh gosh, I can't remember. Did I say Paul would go up? I think Paul has gone up a little bit. Um, we all thought Jeb, Walker was done for. Jeb is maintained. We all thought Walker was done for. Um, yeah. Cruz, we thought was going to get a little bit of a bump, but I haven't seen it yet. Did we? Did we say that? Well, I... because he talked a lot, you know. And, you know, he was pandering really fucking hard. So was Huckabee, though. Huckabee was pandering fucking, towards the... Fuck Huckabee. Yeah. He's so off well, the fucking wall that I don't I don't even think... <laughs> who was it? Ann Coulter's even eating him alive now. Well, and we predicted asking him, that... Like, who? Well, are you fucking running for prime minister of Israel or something? <laughs> no <laughs> shit. <laughs> well, and we predicted that uh, Pataki would slip, and he's, yeah, like, he's gone off a done. cliff. Yeah. yeah. Which is too bad. He's, he's just way too reasonable. reasonable. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah. <laughs> we found um, ourselves going, yeah. Oh, wait. Republicans. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, if if Sorry. if no, you're good. Oh, yeah. I, I was just gonna say, you know, I just wanted to make sure I gave credit. If if anyone wants to actually look this article, this this uh, uh, article that I read from, I only read bits and pieces. This is you know, so twenty some page essay written by John T. Jost of New York University. It's called The End of the End of Ideology, and he's one of those cool guys that puts his PDF on the internet for free. Mm-hmm. You can go, you can go on there and check it out. Um, print it off, read it. If I was totally wrong, let me know, but I read it word for word, so I'm not, so fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) Something else that bothered me this week was I got in another argument about GMOs. Oh, yeah. I saw that coming up. I saw, I, that, I saw that post coming up. Yeah, who? I, I made one response. It was I in think, the group. Right? Oh, it was okay. The yeah, I read that. I, I responded, I think, one time to it. Yeah, and it just. Basically yeah, your response was like everything is a fucking GMO. Yeah. <laughs> yes. What well, yeah. O has not been GM'd? Yeah, every yeah. O is a GM. Yeah. yeah. So you know, how are you going to label it? How are you going to decide? You know, whether it's been affected by natural or artificial selection pressures? You know, for labeling purposes or whatever. I, you know, come on. Yeah, and then the the one person in that thread who kept making inane comments ended up leaving the group. And I, mm. you know, I I feel kind of bad that she left the group because I thought we had a fairly decent discussion going on. But at the same time, I thought, oh, I guess that means I win. Obviously not a skeptic. Because I was just, I was asking questions, right? I was just yeah. like, she, she, made, she made a bunch of really dumb comments like, 
you know, I don't, I don't give my kid processed foods and blah, blah, blah. And I said, well, what, what, what does that even mean? Food, what, you know? what, what is a processed food? And she said, anything that's, that's packaged or boxed. And I'm like, how the fuck do they ship organic foods? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. The they- same person was like, yeah, I, I can't feed my kid anything in or like non-organic foods. Like, because, you know, Roundup did it to my kid. And it's like, yeah, no, no, just, <laughs> that's not how that works. Just tell her to go use the all organic scoop at Whole Foods and get on her way to burning. And Man. these were the same people that were <laughs> citing food ink. As like one of their oh, yeah. oh yeah, yeah Monsanto yeah. for or, the soybeans or and meat everything or meat or whatever yeah. you should watch Food Inc. That's yeah. that's where I got all of my information. Yeah, guess that's what? your big fucking problem guess right what? there. Fucking seen it, yeah, seen it, yeah, and you're still fucking wrong. Yeah, and so are all of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just be- well, it showed up in a movie, so it's got to be true. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even see it on the internet. I saw it on a screen somewhere. I saw it on a screen that used the internet. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. Way too many people who are not skeptical, or they think. I just, hate, I don't know. It's this, it's I'm, this weird twisted thing where they think they're being skeptical because they're not trusting the scientific community. Like, I, I just hate the fucking anti-science. You know, I, yeah. I really just hate it. Like, okay, I may come out and say some stuff that might be completely off the fucking handle, but you know, people can research it. They can say stuff, and they can be like, "Look, you're wrong." And I'll listen to their evidence, uh-huh. and I'll change my mind. Yeah, you know, because that's the scientific method. If you, you know? can give me some good evidence for for why you believe the way you do, fuck, I would love to see it. But I don't like, want to be wrong. Like when people start citing, uh, one of my favorite sites is Mercola, and uh, uh, that Mercola or Natural News quack doctors like saying that you know you need to eat more kale. You know, <laughs> it's a wonder food. You know, it's like it's just like every other fucking green vegetable out there. It's a miracle diet. That's all bullshit. You know, they, what gonna, you know what I'm going to start saying? Huh? I'm just going to start telling those people, like, you know, unless you cook your beef with jet fuel, it's not going <laughs> to fucking I'm going to cite my source. Loose change. It's a real movie. But it can't melt still beans. Fucking saw it. It's <laughs> <sighs> fucking ridiculous. You need to make sure you make your grill out of steel because it can't melt it. Yeah, fucking GMO truthers, man. <laughs> So we were just talking about fucking anti-science people. I can't fucking stand anti-science. The people that are like, oh, the world has only been here for 5,000 years, and I'm saying so on this fucking internet, you know, yeah. <laughs> that was created by <laughs> science, by knowing how things work. Right. And I'm going to go, and if I get sick, I'm going to go to that big old science building. Yeah, that science center, yep. <laughs> oh, that was... That and, was... I'm, and I'm going to use stuff that's created from germ germ knowledge that comes from the evolutionary theory. Yeah. You know? That was another one of the arguments that apparently stung a family member fairly recently. I was talking to you, Matt, ahead of the show about some things going on around around in my life lately. Mm-hmm. And, and there was a, a family member who recently got sick, who's, who's very, very LDS, and, you know, went to the doctor and got Please some Please tell me, treatment, got, got some treatment for the issues they were having. And I... And, you know, we're chatting around the dinner table and, <laughs> and I made the comment of, oh, well, you know, and, and, and I was being honest and curious at the time. And I said, oh, well, did they call the elders to get a blessing? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the answer was no. And I said, well, why not? That seems to fly in the face of everything they believe. I uh-huh. mean, if this person, this, this is like the faith that they've staked and believed, they, they've staked their life on and they've, they've believed their entire life and is such a valuable and important part of their life. Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't they do the one thing that right. they've learned their entire life is, yep. is going to help them 
probably more than anything else. Why didn't they do that? Mm-hmm. And I said, that's what, and I, and then I followed that with, you know, it kills me because when people do things like that, it, it they make it really clear that they don't believe as much believe, as they say yeah. they do. Yep. And I have a great, great thing that, that I'm going to read later about that exact yeah. thing. Okay. If I but, find myself in a hospital, come and pour milk on me since you're a card carrying member. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <Satan>. Yes. <laughs> uh, but Satanic I was going to say, <laughs> I, gonna say I wish, I wish Ryan was here because I would ask him when he ever goes out on a life and death call and puts a guy on a stretcher, do they ever say, hurry and take me to the church? Or do the, yeah. do the EMTs ever say, hurry and get this guy? No, they fucking don't. Yeah. Of course they don't. Never has that ever happened. Take me to the science building. At, well, okay, so maybe that's happened, but in the few cases it has happened, they fucking died. Yeah, or the EMT goes, "You're fucking crazy. We're yeah, taking you to the hospital. The, yeah. You put this oxygen mask on and, yeah. and go and to, shut the just, fuck up. Go, just relax. <laughs> just relax. We're here. We're gonna take care of you. Yeah. You'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> it's fucking ridiculous. I know. You find out exactly how much they actually do believe. They believe real strong when everything's going well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's just fine. Ah, it fucking drives me nuts. Uh, yeah. yeah. So that, that, that was another bit of the drama. I got a news. I got a bunch week. of newses. Yeah. This might be, might be a news heavy show. Well, it's going to be a news heavy show. What's you first guys, on tap? What'd you guys think about Ben Carson saying that? Oh, nope. we'll hit Chris. Do you have news. that? Sorry. Fucking. <laughs> no, it's okay. No, uh, this is, it just came up this week and it just fucking floored me. I mean, he's, he's been in the news. I'm really, not surprised oh. at all, dude. I, I, I don't know I'm why anyone's, I didn't even get that story because of course he fucking thinks that. And the only reason I bring it up is because it got brought up at work the other day where we're not supposed to be talking about this kind of stuff, but we still do (laughs) because none of us can be fired for it, you know? (laughs) Right. And so they were talking about how, you know, I agree with Ben Carson and how he says that no president should be Muslim because, you know, Sharia, and they say Sharia law, but Sharia actually means law. Mm -hmm. So (laughs) the law law. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, it's like saying ATM machine or pin number. (laughs) Right. Or for your FYI. Yeah. (laughs) And so Ben Carson's like, no, no president. I actually saw a sign on a card the other day that said, uh, $8,000 or your OBO (laughs) (laughs) or best OBO. So anyway, Ben Carson saying that you know I don't nope. want to give you an oboe for that card. Dude. <laughs> <Be> like, <laughs> anyway, Carson. So yes. Carson doesn't sure. think that any yeah, president, la, la. any Please president, respond to my RSVP. Shouldn't be any <laughs> yes. president who's Muslim. No, no Muslim should be president because they follow Sharia ahead of the U.S. Constitution. Because the two are not being able, you're not able to work the two at the same time. Mm-hmm. And that mm-hmm. made me bring up history to these people. I'm like, do you remember Kennedy running for office? No, you're that's... old enough. You remember this, don't you? Like how they. <laughs> said oh he's a catholic he'd be beholden to the pope and to the catholic yeah. church you know we can't have a catholic as president and they didn't like that one and then i started talking about the whole <laughs> abrahamic religions and everything and how you know the big problem is that the muslim religion hasn't been around nearly as long as the christians or the jews that they don't have that little bit of period of you know dark ages where they've had a a chance yeah, to finally fucking cool down, you know. Yeah. yeah, they're in the dark ages now. Yeah, they're I mean, you have a it's happening a lot quicker than we'd expect it to because you know, they're not ruling the whole fucking world right now, the whole civilized world. Well, Christians didn't either. They ruled Europe. Yeah. But they had nothing to say over the Chinese. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, I yeah. mean China. <laughs> what? Fucking, sorry, Trump. Anytime he says the word China, oh. just go back and listen China. to it. Yeah. China. Yeah. And then Ben Carson talking to a whole bunch of 
his people, then I say his people, I mean the Seventh-day Adventists. <laughs> you people. <laughs> you people. I wouldn't even have picked up on that until you corrected yourself. I'm like neurosurgeon. Thank you. <laughs> about how Dummies? he was talking about the, the, the Big Bang <laughs> the Big Bang theory is false because second law of thermodynamics, oh, you know. God. And he started talking about the what is it? I think it's called the blind watchmaker fallacy. Oh, where they, yeah. You know, I'm going to throw out all of the worst fucking arguments that I can think of. And yeah. so he yeah. he talked about how how you know all, and all the other things that happen over time and over the universe. How ours went from a system of nothing to a system of order, which is going to a system of disorder. You know, because entropy is true. Closed system. You know. Yeah. Uh, but he was also talking about how. Um, you know, if if, you, a, if a tornado managed to go through a junkyard, in our case of our and universe, make a car. it made a seven <laughs> a completely Boeing formed Boeing seven forty seven fully functional. Jesus Christ! These are all like the worst. Yeah, they're the fucking. They've. I mean, all, all the worst of Christian apologetics that everybody you know without any kind of understanding of anything goes. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and, and I'm, he, I'm listening to, something to this. There. He, he read enough to be a neurosurgeon, and then one other thing, and it was that this is Watchtower pamphlet. This is the type of arguments <laughs> that that Hitchens, when he was on with, was it O'Reilly or was it uh, fucking Hannity, where he's like, "Yes, I've read your book. Have you read anything else?" Oh no, yeah, <laughs> was that Hitchens? Well, and the funny thing I, is, that was Dillahunt. You can you that can said f- that to some one of his callers. Oh no, well Hitchens Hitchens actually said you you sound like a person yes, who's he never to, heard. Yeah, he said that to any Hannity. argument. Yeah. Yeah, he's, a, he's I'm so, I'm sorry to have to tell you, but you sound like somebody who's never read an argument for the opposing side. Yeah, yeah, that was Hitchens to Hannity. You yeah. can actually listen to Ben Carson have a debate. I think he went against Richard Dawkins at one point. Oh, really? Yeah, what? you could you can find one out there where he Dawkins just gets, isn't the best debater, but well, still, yeah, yeah, still, but he fucking decimates him in a debate, and mm-hmm. it's just like like this guy, like you're trying to be an apologetic. Christian for something that you know I'm trying to remember which podcast I was listening to recently where they were talking about Ben Carson on stage and they said if you look at him oh it was it was uh fucking skeptocrat I'm sure oh yeah and I can't remember was it it was Heath or Noah but they're talking about or maybe it was Eli and they're talking about how if you watch Carson on stage he looks like a blind man feeling boobies <laughs> for the first time <laughs> like he just he closes his eyes and puts yeah. his hands out in front of him and makes these yeah. vague little gestures yeah. with his fingers like he's touching boobies for the very first time ever and like, I thought that was perfect like areolas <laughs> or braille like I could picture Ben Carson in my mind as yep. they're describing him yep. doing this yeah that's perfect. I just I don't see how he. I don't think he's going to be a front runner because fuck, we have sixteen months until the elect, like till yeah. till it's finally decided, and he's he's like second right now behind Trump. So I think Trump will eventually fall out, and I I sincerely hope that he goes for an independent slot. I hope he tries yeah, to just awesome. fuck with people. Trump? That'll just yeah, hand it over. That's totally his personality. Yeah. Totally his personality. It'll be terrific. <laughs> no, he and was, I could win because I have so many supporters no, he, all over. He was on Stephen uh, Colbert's yeah. uh, Colbert. He was on the Tonight Show or whatever the fuck he has. Whatever late show that is nowadays. Is it Tonight Show? No, no. Tonight Show. That's Jimmy Fallon. Kimmel or Fallon. Fallon. Whoever Fallon's the Tonight Show. The, right? the Late Show? Is that what it is? Or? Fuck, I don't, I don't know. Whoever all, Dave used yeah, to be. It's the Late Show. People, yeah. It's the Late Show. Yeah. So David he, Letterman. He yeah. had him on there the other night, and he and he even has audio of this, of him lobbying him a softball. Like the biggest soft meatball you possibly could throw the guy. So President Obama, is he an American? Lobbed. <laughs> and then Trump doesn't answer. 
he beats around the bush and starts talking about veterans and you know how they're treated worse than uh, illegal immigrants in this country and using his fourth grade language. Oh, man, it sounded fucking terrible. It sounded like an army manual on how to do things. It was just it was bad. <laughs> it was just terrible. I saw that the uh, the young rapper musical guest that they had on that sh- on that same show uh, decided to make a little statement against Trump and mm. got a got a Mexican soccer jersey <laughs> and had Trump emblazoned on the back with a big X out and I'd wear a Mexican really, soccer jersey. They got yeah, bimbo turned, bread down turned there. around to the crowd when he came out on stage like nobody knew it was going to happen. Colbert <laughs> didn't know nobody and hmm. it was kind of funny. And uh, good. I can't bring myself to watch like shows like that, like Tonight Show or Jimmy Kimmel or anything like that. I just can't. I can't watch late night talk shows. I just don't get it. I, well, I and, never have. And yeah, I really like Jimmy Fallon. I like Fallon a lot too, but I don't watch but a show. I'll, like I'll I watch, watch him clips. In clips. Yeah, yeah clips, on YouTube. Yes. I watch clips that people that people post on the I mean, people post on the, the lines. They, they <laughs> fucked all awesome. over the place. <laughs> They're so awesomes. Well, and, we're going for the Norwegian. And I said it before. Right I said it before. I think Ben Carson is the stupidest person on stage at the Republican <laughs> debates. He yeah, really is just dumb. He's a great neurosurgeon, and that's about it. Really. Hard, though. I, I mean, think he's completely sincere with the shit that he says too. That's the worst part about I it. I think is that he, but the problem is I think they all are. I don't think and um, they're all morons. I think I think a lot of it is pandering. I think I mean like from who? I you think, think Ted Cruz is bullshitting everybody? I no, think dude, I think Cruz pand- I think well, I of think for a lot of things, does. I think he means a lot of things. I think, I think he also panders a lot. I think Christie fucking definitely panders. I think Christie and Trump are the biggest panderers. Yes, yes. I think Trump just says whatever the fuck he needs to. Yeah, but well, but and that's the, just uh, those it, is, other is guys. That they, like Rubio they know, and they're pandering. And Cruz and Huckabee, those guys, and Walker, those guys are fucking morons. And I think Paul is smart, but he's a bigot. <laughs> uh but yeah. I think I because think Ben you can't Carson be a libertarian and a and a Republican at the same time. Yeah, ben Carson yeah, well, is just I, when you can in today's yeah, society, but yeah. real true libertarianism wouldn't be. He's he's he is willfully ignorant of so many things, like so many things that he should at his age in life. I think Carson is the and most, station should know so much better than I than the things the, that he. Believes. I think he's the most socially unintelligent. Yeah. I think I think his his presence, you know, it, it, I mean his his ability to, you know, project his voice to sound confident. I mean, it, I mean, it, it, the very first thing you ever learn in marketing, you know, is or or you know, being an attorney or something like that. It's not about what you know; it's how you say how what you present you, it. Yes, exactly. I mean, it, you say something that sounds like. You know, I'm not too sure about this. If you're, if you're, say it with conviction and you'll convince more people than this is the reason why scientists are really bad at getting what's true. Communicating, right. You know, the whole global warming issue was a fucking nightmare when they first came out because scientists say exactly what's true in the wrong way. And so the public who doesn't know anything about that goes, well, I don't know. He didn't sound like he really knew. And then you get a politician. He sounded like he didn't really know for sure. He was hemming and hawing and, and, you know. He said mean things. Yeah, and you get a politician. Saying, according to our current understanding, and this seems to indicate. Right, right. He's equivocating so much. But I'm sure that somebody in the room knows more than I do about this. Yeah. But you get a politician or, or a lawyer out there that's like, you know, this is exactly what we're going to do. We're going to do it now. We're going to do it strong. We're going to do it, you know, and, and they sound that convicted about it. All of a sudden, you know, that sounds, that sounds more right. People are more willing to follow that. that I mean, that's just, that's just marketing 101. Yeah. 
And Ben Carson has none of that understanding. No. Trump has a lot of that. Trump is all about the marketing. Right. That's what he is. Yeah. And what I don't understand about Trump is that if you're the person, if you're a person that has, you know, X amount of billions of dollars, why the fuck would you want to be a president? Why would you want the responsibility? Power. He wants more money. It's power. You don't make shit money. as president, you know? <laughs> so that was, that was another argument that I got in on Facebook recently with somebody who said that they agree with a lot of Trump's views and everything. And, and like, you can oh, tell so that he's you are sincere. <laughs> you can tell he's sincere and that he's going to be for the people because he's not accepting money from anybody else because he's just spending oh, his brother. own money. And it's like, so. He's the guy who has said repeatedly that he's used his money to buy politicians to get what he wants and to get more money. Mm -hmm. And you think that when he becomes the politician in charge of everything, that he will not abuse that power to get what he wants and get more money? Yeah, You're fucking stupid. Like yeah. He's buying the presidency. Yeah. 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 He's, he's, he's basically running for a position in which he can buy himself more money. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we want this yep. guy to be able to give pardons. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> right. We thought Bush was bad with that. Fucking hell. Could you imagine Trump pardoning he, how everybody? How many times has he said, Oh, I give him a lot of money and he does what I say? Mm -hmm. <laughs> it gets the job done. And now I want to be the guy in charge of all of that. Mm -hmm. And you have to think about, you know, if he is a businessman, he has to realize mm -hmm. that he's investing money. <laughs> Into something that he expects a, a return payout on, of, yeah. you know, right, yeah. right. I just thought of that. Fucking people are stupid. Voting, <laughs> think about this. Guy. God damn it! <laughs> I mean, he was. It was dumb to think about voting him before, but after thinking like that, fucking yeah, he's not spending his own money because he he has an no. altruistic view but, of yeah, being yeah, of course. Yeah. Dude. <laughs> you don't, you don't get to be a billionaire if you're altruistic. No, yeah. you have to fucking piss off a lot of people to get to billions and uh -huh. step on a lot of people. Uh -huh. I mean, look at look at Bill Gates. As much and as I may admire yeah. the guy, he's fucking pissed off yeah, and screwed but, a lot what? of people yeah, out of but, money. But how much <laughs> how much money has Bill given away versus Trump? Yeah, I agree to yeah. that. Is he's one of those people that did sign the whole deathbed promise that he would sign away most of his fortune. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. and the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation is at yes. least doing fucking something yes. like preventing malaria and yes. shit. You know, they're, they're the ones yes. that are coming out with a pill form of like malaria vaccine. Mm -hmm. That's fucking amazing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And he didn't do it because Jeebus. Yeah. Not just building more casinos Atheism somewhere to get again. more money. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and then going bankrupt three or four times. To get more money <laughs> that he could never fucking spend. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, America's most trusted newsman, Bully O'Reilly. No, he's not the most trusted. <laughs> no, I don't uh, think he is. Uh, That's. I think you're teasing us, <laughs> you leg puller. Challenges Will Ferrell to a debate. <laughs> <laughs> I can I can win against a comedian for sure, for sure, for sure. Bill O'Reilly wants to debate Will Ferrell over the actor's Bernie Sanders endorsement. I think Will Ferrell would tear him to fucking ribbons. Yeah. I think even a comedian would beat the shit out of. Bill O'Reilly. We're, we're talking Tide in a, comes in, in Tide goes out. Match, yeah. Yeah. Papa yeah. Bear, I don't know. On his show. Fer Ferrell's a, Ferrell's a, he's <laughs> very quick-witted. He's yeah. very yeah. quick-witted. Yeah. Fuck. Mo I mean, most of the shit that you see of him in movies. It's all impromptu. It's yeah. yeah. like ad-lib. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The Fox News personality asserted earlier this week on Fox and Friends that the comedic star is among the celebrities praising the Demo Democratic presidential candidate without knowing anything about him. <laughs> The arrogance of people saying shit like I know. that. I know. God damn it. Papa Bear says, quote, I will debate you anytime, you pinhead. Oh. You come on in here for 15 minutes, me and you, okay? About Bernie or politics in general or about your films. I'm ready to go. You know, so you 
you, him talking about being at the Falkland Islands and everything, like in the middle of the combat and shit like that. No, you yeah. weren't there. You weren't there when that dude committed suicide. You weren't there for a lot of this shit. <laughs> tide goes in, tide goes out. How do you explain that? You can't. <laughs> do, you, do you watch uh, Blunt Talk? Have mm-hmm. you been watching that at all? It's really funny. It's with. Uh, Does it involve weed? Yes. <laughs> well, it's Patrick Stewart. And <laughs> I should and it, be watching this. It's Patrick Stewart, yeah. and it's produced by Seth MacFarlane. I mean, <laughs> oh, it's it's really fucking funny. It, How would you like to be Seth MacFarlane? Just like call up Patrick Stewart any fucking time you want. Oh yeah. <laughs> Can you call me number one? Number so, one. So Patrick, I've got this show I'm thinking about doing. You think you might be interested? Uh, funded Cosmos. I might as well fund a show about yeah. <laughs> weed yeah. politics. I, I like McFarlane a lot. I think he's very yeah, funny. I, he's, I enjoy the guy. I, he's brilliant. I mean, he's making mm-hmm. money hand over fist by doing awesome things. But he's made some shitty movies. But I still giggled at a at a large portion of the stupid jokes in there. But uh, Blunt Talk is really good. You guys should check it out. <laughs> sweet, sweet plug. Anyway. Bring an endorsement. Uh, Later on Tuesday night's episode of The O'Reilly Factor, the conservative TV host expanded on the issue with Farrell, but admitted he shouldn't have attacked the actor in the manner he did. He said, quote, I shouldn't have called out Will Farrell, but I'm getting a little fed up with these people, he said. What do you mean by these people? You want to support Bernie, knock yourself out. (laughs) Does he know what Bernie stands for? Does he know what Bernie wants? And I submit to you, he doesn't. Yet he would still like to challenge the actor to a debate if Farrell were up to it. Quote, I've had enough, but we're sincere. Will, if you'd like to come on the program and sit here, just you and me, O'Reilly said. As if O'Reilly would let him get a fucking word in oh, edgewise. Yeah. Yeah, of course. I can't stand watching interviews with that asshole. Him and Hannity both don't let anybody say a fucking word the whole time. They talk over him. They cut him off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's brow beating. Yeah. Uh, Will Farrell, who can currently be seen on HBO in his baseball documentary special, Farrell Takes the Field, has yet to respond to the comment. I would love to see a response of just, fuck you. Yeah, I, I bet he won't even dignify it. I want to see some funnier die shit about that. That'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> well, he was recently on an episode of Drunk History that was pretty good. And we talked to him and Eric earlier, but yeah. watch Billion Dollar Movie. Best fucking role that Will Ferrell's done in a long time. God, I love that shit. You guys want to watch Top Gun again? <laughs> no. Not at all. No. <laughs> Though they end up watching it like four times in the scene. It's fucking hilarious. <laughs> that was a good movie. Yeah, the music's really nice. You want to watch it again? Uh, okay. <laughs> <sighs> Should I do some more reading? Yeah, yes. Go for do, it. do news the rest of the night? Sure. Okay. What, is, you know is, we're going to fucking throw rants in there every now and then. It's just kind of... Oh, yeah. It happens, man. I know, I know. That's why I listen to you I, guys. I just meant... <laughs> I just meant... Uh, it's a lot of me reading. But this is my, my weekly pride and joy, this one right here. Oh, yeah? Yes. Oh, this is the one that you were so proud of this when you were... This is the one I'm proud of, yes. Oh. So well, this, I'm very excited. This this is like a 20-page short... Um, it's a thesis. Come on. Thesis about... Yeah. <laughs> Yes, it is. Um, <laughs> just wait. You, I promise, Dan, you'll love it. Okay. Uh, Stephen Mason of Acadia University. And I, I've spent the week, well, better part of the week, going through the 20 pages of said thesis and condensing it into what is the thesis about? a syllogism. That I think is clear and easy to understand. If you'd like to actually go through the entire um, 
argument yourself, uh, this also is available online. Um, Stephen Mateson. Stephen Mateson. How Stephen is the last Mateson. name spelled? M-A-I-T-Z-E-N. Mm. Syllogism sounds like a great drunk word. Yes. Syllogism. Syllogism. So, look at my syllogism all over my hands. <laughs> I should have used the condom. Look how silly it is. It's my syllogism. Noise. <laughs> oh, come on. I thought that was No, it, it was good. It was my syllogism. Be grog, that lowbrow. <laughs> no, I'm just a caveman lawyer, but I think... syllogism. I may not understand your great flying machines and television looky boxes. Here goes! Here But even I could see that that joke was a bit lowbrow. And I'm one to talk, since I am a caveman lawyer with a big brow. <laughs> Fucking Phil Hartman, I miss that guy. All right. Women, am I right? <laughs> That was Matt clapping. <laughs> what? What's happening? <laughs> Nothing. Bill Hartman. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. Syllogism. Yes. Uh, <laughs> uh, I call this... Uh, Sorry. <laughs> Moving on. I call this XFAP. XFAP. Uh, no. Wait. <laughs> I call this Dear Saiten Bruggen Kate. Oh. That's a name I haven't heard in a while. Yeah. Because but mainly, I, mainly I found out his shit was just bullshit and yes. a fun little shell game that he was playing. Yeah, you'll you'll see why that it's called that. But this yeah. also takes care of Bill Craig and and Ray Comfort as well. Will you name Craig? <laughs> um, Billy. Okay, Billy. Sorry, I'll shut up. So, um, uh, I'll start here. Theism will say there is an existent God with perfect knowledge, power, and goodness. Fair enough. Yep. Is that is that fair for theism? Theism? Uh-huh. We'll say that there's a perfect God. There's an existent God with perfect knowledge, power, and goodness. Sure. Okay. Somewhere in the world, a child is suffering in a way that is unwanted and undeserved. Happens all the time. Yep. Okay. It's happening right now. Mm-hmm. If God exists, he knows about the suffering, possesses the power to prevent it, and yet allows the child to suffer for some unknown reason, at least from our perspective. It's God's will. If God allows the suffering Testing for... Testing everybody. We'll cover that. <laughs> if God allows the suffering for any reason other than that the child will benefit from it, then he's not acting perfectly. In other words, the benefit must be for the suffering child. It can't be for the parents to learn from, etc. And uh, it must outweigh the suffering. Uh, right, because... You know, if the parents are going to learn from it or whatever, then that's indirect link to the suffering. So mm. mildly stated, there's something less than perfect about letting a child suffer terribly for the primary benefit of someone else, mm -hmm. as with the child abuser who gets to exercise his unchecked free will. Yeah. Something like that. Sure. Uh, key premise is that God, that, that is God's exploiting the child and exploitation is always wrong. Uh, if there remains doubt about the previously stated premise, ask yourself if you would allow the child to suffer in order to pro procure one of those benefits, respecting others' free will, or etc. I can't say that I would do so. I'm trying to think of a situation where exploitation would not be wrong. Uh, dolomite, I will, coffee. I oh, will. That's black exploitation. Sorry. I'll, black exploitation. <laughs> <laughs> I'll provide you a couple of objections where exploitation would be correct. Okay. Quarantine or triage. 
uh, wartime triage, focusing of medical supplies on those we know that can be helped for the maximum good. Okay. Um, but we're only justified in doing that because we're limited in our power, knowledge, and resources. God has no such limitations and thus has no excuse for the exploitation. Very good point. Yep. The second possible objection would be delayed compensation. What if God ensures that the child will have a great life later or an exquisite afterlife? No. Compensation is not the same thing as justification. Paying reparations for murder doesn't make the murder right in the first place. Right. Except in the Old Testament. So God will still be guilty of allowing the suffering, even though he intended to pay the victim later. There must be a necessary relationship between the suffering and the greater good, and the layaway bliss plan fails to bridge that gap. Because you could just give them the money without the suffering. Sure. Sure. Good point. Uh, So a problem for God, then, is that children all over the world are experiencing undeserved involuntary suffering in staggering amounts. Uh, What does secular morality tell us about this? Well, it compels us to act uh, passionately, compassionately toward these children. We have a duty to prevent their suffering, at least so far as we can do something without increasing suffering in ourselves or others. What does theistic morality say? Well, we've already established that God can't permit suffering unless it's for the child's optimal benefit. So what happens to the moral duty to prevent the suffering? On the theist view, it completely disappears. Mm -hmm. To prevent that child's suffering under theism is to deprive the child of the divinely sanctioned net benefit. To the theist, they would be doing the child a disservice by interrupting their suffering, essentially destroying the future benefits that God had in place for them. So, and contravening God's will. That that too, yes. So it appears that theism can't be squared with one of the most obvious of moral truths, the clear duty to help suffering innocent children. If the um, theism fails to account for this duty, it seems very difficult to see how it could account for the vast majority or even all basic moral duties. Bill Craig. Clearly though, theists do help alleviate suffering in others. So their actions imply that they haven't thought about the implications of their worldview. It could be suggested, and I will, that this is a type of atheistic presuppositionalism. Theists really know that God doesn't exist. Their actions clearly demonstrate this, and they're borrowing from the atheist worldview. And they explain it away as, (laughs) God sent me here to do it. I like that. Yeah. (laughs) Even if the argument is wrong and theism can't reconcile God's existence with our duty to prevent at least some suffering, theism still encourages a a bizarre reverse triage. The worse an innocent person's suffering, the more reason theism gives us for thinking that the suffering must be necessary for the sufferer's own good. There's got to be a reason that shit, that stuff is going so fucking sideways for me right now. (laughs) Right. There's this walking moment for God has a giant plan for me. Uh, so I need so, more cowbell. <laughs> so that so that gives the theist even less reason to intervene to prevent the suffering. So we ought to prevent mild suffering first and extreme suffering later. So f- far from shoring up our moral outlook, adding God to it turns it completely upside down. Mm-hmm. Nice. That's nice. Yeah. 
I like the presuppositional atheism. I think, <laughs> I think it's such a it's such an interesting tact. <laughs> they all know God doesn't really exist, right? And because they act in that way, and you know, I was thinking I should have actually supplemented this more, but I only thought of this today. Uh, anybody who cries or grieves over the death of a loved one is also is also presupposing atheism. Yeah, that, I, why, that you know, that never mean, that's one thing if you're a theist, yeah. you're going to see them forever. What the fuck are you worried about? Yeah, that is never, up. that has never made sense to me when my yeah. religious family members get so upset by the death of somebody. Yeah, like, it's presuppositional atheism. They're partying with J-Rock right now. Why are you so upset about <laughs> right. this? And right. you're going to see them again. And this mortal life is just a blink of an eye in right. the grand scheme of the time scale right. of it fucking eternity spent with Jesus. That's why my time is a theist. Why are you crying? Why are you upset? And if you're suffering at all, why aren't you out killing yourself other than that your religious belief has taught you that if you do that, then you've just bought yourself a ticket straight to hell. Like, if if death is the answer because you get to spend eternity with Jesus, isn't that the preferred route? Right. Yeah, of course. Yeah, so that's, uh, I would consider that presuppositional atheism as well. But, um, I should give a shout out to Reasonable Doubts Podcast for turning me onto that article. Uh, the, the author of that is Stephen Mateson. Presuppositional atheism. Z-N. Um, the you have article. have a lot of fun on YouTube with that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the article itself is called Ordinary Morality Implies Atheism. Uh, again, this is like a 20 page thesis I've gone through and, and summarized it into that syllogism you heard, um, but fantastic. Syllogism! <laughs> <laughs> it's good to be awesome. Awesome. Why is this towel so stiff? It's full <laughs> syllogism. Because my husband, he'd been fucking in it all day. <laughs> oh, Scandinavian, sorry. Here we take the fish and we take the bird to bark. <clears throat> oh man God's authority <laughs> Dan's been trying so nicely <laughs> Like the last 10 minutes to drink his God drink God damn it <laughs> Getting to the end of the drink where there's just ice And it's so fucking loud and I'm trying to be all quiet And I was like ah, fuck, fuck it, it. Fuck, <laughs> it. <laughs> fuck it I'll just do it when Matt's talking Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just wait until Sorry buddy <laughs> Hey everybody <laughs> It's all good I've been talking the whole time <laughs> Uh, God's authority won't issue licenses, but secular authority will put your ass in jail again. Frankfort, Kentucky. Oh, I was going to promise everybody we wouldn't talk about her. Do you want to not? I would prefer not to. Would you really? Do you have something else? Or is this, or, or have you made like a point that hasn't been made a hundred times about what a shitty fucking person she is? Except she's issuing now, um... Like marriage certificates that are printed off by her, not by the state. Yeah, I mean, there there are. We haven't said her name yet, so there are developments. This is like Voldemort. Shall we not? If I, if you guys don't want to talk about it, I won't talk about it anymore. I'm just, I'm, I'm 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 tired too. It's just what's going on, you know. I, it's big. We're a topical show. (sighs) I just, (laughs) you're, you're fucking. I'm done with her. Like, (laughs) we haven't said her name yet, which I'm, I'm happy about. And I don't know if you want to, then you can, and I'll hang my head in shame. No, <laughs> <laughs> no if you, you if go ahead, 
Um, hmm. Let me let me quickly glance through this and see if there's anything. <laughs> well, we did have an apostle die. They were interesting. We did have an apostle die. Yay! Oh, that's so much more interesting for this country. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm gonna that'll, fucking that'll, dance on that grave. There's the national. The quorum of the quorum of twelve is now down to nine. <laughs> is it? Was he one of the twelve also? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Fuck. So they're down yeah. to like nineteen hundred, nineteen oh six levels or some shit like that. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Nineteen oh six. Yeah. When the uh, when a couple of them like abandoned shit because they wanted polygamy and <laughs> they abandoned shit. Yeah, there was a couple of them that just left. I didn't mean to church. shit all over your story. Sorry. If you want to do, if you want to do <laughs> that, good. you can. It's all good. Yeah. I just, I, I'm, I'm tired of her too, but I'm I mean, just, I've, I was tired of her two weeks mm-hmm. ago. Like, mm-hmm. that's but fine. then again, the, the, the problem you have there is that I know as you guys, as well as me, we're in this, we're in the trenches every fucking day yeah. looking for this stuff. Yeah. There's a lot of people that are periphery. They're not in the middle of this kind of thing. You know, they're, that's they're, true. they're not in the middle of the fucking trenches at the front of the war. They're at the, the backsides of it, catching the headlines and that's stuff true. that come their way. Fuck so. it. Let's do it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Should we just avoid saying Let's her do name? It. No. <laughs> okay. No. Bring it. Uh, shame her. Shame, shame, shame. shame. Yeah. Ding, ding. <laughs> She's already spent five days in jail, and now the Kentucky clerk could be heading back to court soon for altering marriage license forms issued to same-sex couple. I, I that that was like one sentence, and I struggled my way through the whole thing. It's okay. It's the beer okay. talking. Clearly, I've not had enough to drink yet. <laughs> On Monday. Lawyers for two gay couples and two straight couples questioned the validity of the marriage licenses and asked a federal judge to order offices office to reissue them. If she refuses, the lawyers asked the judge to put the office in receivership and have someone else do it. Um, Can you do that? Put a government agency into receivership? I don't know. I, well, she is issuing licenses yeah. that are not sanctioned by the state. Right. Well, right. But I mean, that's, I thought receivership was something strictly left for corporations or, or yeah, privately I, owned yeah, companies. I, I'm not sure. I, my comment about that was that the, that this option was very accommodating. You know, she's yeah. being paid $80,000 a year in public funds to serve to the To not public. do her fucking job. I would push for her to do it personally. 80 grand yeah. of broke ass Kentucky money, which means she's hillbilly right. rich. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I can hillbilly shame. Fuck you, people. <laughs> I got it in my Chris family. Is like, I got hillbilly in my blood. <laughs> I can break out the southern accent anytime you guys want. <laughs> I can't do. I can't do a southern. I can only do northeast. <laughs> well, me and them, we went down to the uh, the old gas station down there, and we got some. Damn, <laughs> who doggy? <laughs> it's been a while, but. Is prepared to return to jail over her beliefs, according to an interview that aired Tuesday morning on Good Morning America. The first she's given since her refusal to issue licenses gained national attention. Well, it's a good so, thing she turned down the Oath Keeper's like, suggestion of having I'm sure protection. that was her lawyer's suggestion, yeah. Well, the, her attorney doesn't give a shit about her. He doesn't no, give he's, a shit he's in about what money. happens to he's her. He's in it for the money. It's a, it's a giant fundraiser for them. Mm-hmm. He knows that she's wrong. He knows she's on the losing end of everything. He's doing it to raise fucking money for the ACLJ. Mm-hmm. Uh, she went on to say, I've never once spouted a word of hate. <laughs> I've not been hateful. She also said that licenses going out of her office now, issued by a dep- deputy clerk, don't have her authorization and are not valid in God's eyes. Well, then go back to jail. <laughs> <laughs> Who gives a fuck if they're valid in God's eyes? Yeah, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. 
As uh, if God is the one controlling this government office, handing out pieces of paper with stamps on them. Yeah. That's, that's the, she's, she's reduced her God to a fucking paper pusher. <laughs> you know, if yeah. God was a, a guy that could actually run government, we wouldn't be shutting it down every couple of years and fucking people out of money. The all powerful <laughs> God who created the universe and everything in it pushes papers. You can get married. Okay. He in does Rowan tax returns County, every Kentucky. <laughs> <laughs> I work for H&R Block. Blessed be thy name. <laughs> Why aren't more Christians fucking offended by that? Right. You've reduced the almighty, powerful fucking God Omnipotent, to a goddamn fucking omnipresent. That's fucking hilarious, dude. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I used to make worlds. You know? I just, <laughs> but now I just fill out these uh, fucking uh, IRS Form 941s. And you know, sure. the world needs ditch diggers, too. So <laughs> I didn't make enough of those, folk. I should have thought about that. <laughs> Hmm. Uh, she stopped issuing all marriage licenses in June after the Supreme Court ruling, blah, blah, blah. As an attempt to deny, this is my comment, as an attempt to deny same-sex marriage licenses, without appearing overtly discriminatory, she stopped issuing licenses to everyone, which seems pretty damning for the statement that she isn't hateful. I'm going to take my papers and go home. <laughs> yeah. If the gays can get married, nobody can. Right. <laughs> Uh, her office issued marriage licenses while she was in jail, but the licenses did not include her name. Uh, Judge Bunning ruled those licenses were valid and released Davis on the condition that she would not interfere with her employees. Davis, a Democrat somehow, was greeted yeah, at the- Yeah, that's important. You've the, said her name twice now. The third time she's going to show her up. First, <laughs> yeah, well, oh, yeah, you got a mirror in here. Um, Carter County Detention Center, uh, she was greeted uh, by a crowd of thousands- and a church choir flanked by her attorney and Republican president, presidential candidate Mike Huckabee. Um, and they played a song that they're going to get sued for. Yes. <laughs> I think my favorite part of that was was the fact that they kept Cruz like, out of it. <laughs> that a Huckabee staffer oh, yeah. Cruz and on the, the side. Yeah. Yeah. Some yeah. tiny little guy standing up to Ted Cruz, and Ted Cruz is like, um. Sir, there's no way I'm going to let you on the I, stage. I just I want to go over that way. And the guy's <laughs> like, no, not going to fucking happen. Mm-hmm. I'm staying right here. But, but. But I see where all the people are and the, the attention be, and the cameras. I need to be a fame whore. That's where I want to go over, over there. <laughs> no, no, not going to let you do it. Well, I'll just try to step around you. No, that's not going to work either. Yeah, that was pretty funny. <laughs> and then Cruz sulked about it for a couple days. <laughs> this little Muppet face. Mike Huckabee wouldn't let me go on stage with him. <laughs> Mom. Me. Um, so, yeah, everyone knows all that. And that the licenses that were issued... Um, she's altered them, replaced it with uh, a stamp that says pursuant to Jesus federal no. court order. Yeah. <laughs> um, but on Monday, actual lawyers for the ACLU, not the Liberty Council, wrote – some of these are my words um, – that the validity of the altered licenses is questionable at best, and the new licenses bring humiliation and stigma to the gay couples who receive them. They asked Judge Bunning to order Davis's office to reissue the licenses. If Davis interferes, the lawyers say Bunning should place her office in a re- receivership for the purposes of issuing marriage licenses. They say, quote, the, adulter- the adulterated marriage licenses received by couples will effectively feature a stamp of animus against the LGBT community, signaling that in Rowan County, the government's position is that LGBT couples are second-class citizens unworthy of official recognition and authorization of their marriage licenses, but for this court's intervention and order, 
It's like hanging a sign on on a water fountain that says for coloreds only. Yep. Or whites only. Exactly right. Davis's terrible attorney who repeatedly advised her to break the law and violate direct court orders. Because he doesn't give a shit about her. My words. (laughs) And slightly worse is the founder of the Liberty Council law firm. My words again. Uh, single T Matt Staver, also my words, did not directly respond. <laughs> I don't trust a single. Fuck those single yeah, T's. I don't trust a single T Matt. <laughs> no, fuck no. That's the guy who you should so just walk wipe- up and wipe your feet off. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> God damn it. Yeah. <laughs> not like the respectable Hebrew Matts like me. <laughs> hey, at least you know uh, about Christ in your name. God. You that's know. true. You don't go by Matthew. So I go by yeah, X. But, yeah, but my name is Matthew David, which means gift of God, beloved <laughs> gift of God. I'm Christopher Michael. Luckily, Luckily, luckily yeah. my name is my name is close to a biblical name, but it's not, not because Daniel. it's not Daniel, it's Danny. Yeah. Like my legal name is Danny. Nice. I was thinking it was short for like Danatheth or something. Danatheth. <laughs> Danath. Danath. Oh fuck, I met somebody named Danath a long time ago. Really? Yeah. That's Danith? fucking weird. I thought that's that's a really unfortunate name. Oh, I'm yeah. sorry. Danath. <laughs> mm. Uh, so Single T did not directly respond to the ACLU's request for Bunning to put the office in a receivership. Staver said he would formally respond to the ACLU's motion on Tuesday, but he noted that uh, Democratic Governor Steve Bashir said last week that the altered marriage licenses would be recognized by the state. They would be, right? Uh, Kim Davis has made a good faith effort to comply with the court's orders, Davis, <laughs> Staver said. She's trying real hard, people. That's exactly what I fucking said. That was my quote. I said, okay, no, she fucking hasn't. But more than that, since when do laws require people to just try real hard? <laughs> That's exactly what I thought. I'm doing it. I'm giving it the best I can, Captain. I was <laughs> trying Jesus really, Christ. really hard not to kill this guy, but fuck, he made yeah. me mad. Oh, well, you're, you're okay, then. Yeah, you tried real hard, right? I tried really hard. I Really, okay. really did. Yeah, yeah, we're I good re- then. Yeah. Like the, on the the 34th time that I was stabbing him, like I thought maybe I, I shouldn't be doing there this. There was then. A, there was a hitch in the downward stroke, like it would took everything in me to, you know, actually do it and I think the knife stuck on but, that last one. But did you think that you shouldn't? And then you did anyway, but you thought yeah, you exactly, should. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Yeah, that's totally, what I totally get it. <laughs> Uh, the ACLU's motion to again hold Davis in contempt reveals that their interest is not the license, but rather a marriage license bearing the name of Kim Davis. This is Staver. Uh, they want her scalp to hang on the wall as a trophy, he says. It's because she's the fucking clerk. It's yeah. her job. That's yeah. what's supposed to fucking happen. I know. He said that in a bad way, but, but my response to that was, in a manner of speaking, yes, they do. They do want yeah. that. I mean, yeah. this she, is this, she swore this, a motherfucking oath of office. Yeah, you know? this, this is hyperbolically stated, but yeah, Davis needs to be held to her requirements. Absolutely, um, it's amazing. Do your how, fucking job. It's it's really amazing how little jail time she's actually done for all her shenanigans and the constant spotlight that's been on her dubious activities. I mean, you know, consider somebody on parole or probation. They violated in one tiny little. It's thirty fucking days. Yeah, bam, just no questions. No questions asked. Didn't it show up for work. Didn't apply for as many jobs as you're supposed doesn't to. Doesn't even matter if you tried Back to real the pokey for not. you, motherfucker. Yeah. For 30 days. It's Easy. Like my job is an application support person. Like, all of a sudden, I have a deeply held, sincere religious belief that you know computers are of the devil. Mm-hmm. 
so I'm not going to do it. How quickly would they fucking get rid of me? Yeah, but I'm going to try really hard to comply with with the job that I'm supposed to do. I'll stand over your shoulder until. Well, she's not even doing that. She's not even like shoulder surfing somebody and telling them what to do. I'll allow somebody else to stand over your shoulder and tell you what to do. No, but not only that, but then you go through your department and you make sure none of them can do their job properly. Yeah, and then none of you should use computers either. I'm going to stand over your shoulder and tell this guy how to do his job, but then I'm going to sign something that says I don't approve of what he's done. And then and then still collect your paycheck. Yeah. And then give, the, give that the David Smalley sigh. <laughs> yeah. When you're stifled. Um, I don't have words for this. Sam Markoshin, a constitutional law professor at the University of Rural, uh, said such receiverships are, quote, unusual and extraordinary. Generally reserved. That is unusual and extraordinary. <laughs> now I'm just made me a small town country lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> I believe this here, sir, is extraordinary and unusual. <laughs> is that the is that the bird on Futurama? <laughs> Do you know what I'm talking about? You uh, watch that show? No, well, yeah, I don't. What I don't. <laughs> that I don't. bird lawyer. That's like a rooster lawyer, and he's like. Is that on Futurama? Yeah. Isn't that, uh, that's fucking Stephen Colbert. Uh, Harvey Lawman or whatever. Birdman. Fucking. Yeah, Futurama has a, like a rooster southern. I believe that's Stephen Colbert. I could be wrong, but I, that's if it's like Harvey Birdman or Lawman something. I don't know. Huh. Anyway. Kind of talking out of my ass, but it's something Tracy's mentioned a few times. You should watch this. It's funny. Okay. Um, unusual and extraordinary, generally reserved for situations where other legal remedies are unable to end an ongoing violation of the law. Okay. Markosian described what the plaintiffs are now requesting is a, quote, limited takeover of her office. The judge could appoint another person to oversee the issuance of marriage licenses, both to ensure that the licenses are issued legally and to protect the deputy clerks who have the difficult choice to defy their boss or... Defy a judge. I don't see why this is unusual or extraordinary. You to know? make somebody do their fucking job that they were elected to do? Yeah. And he also said it's a, the worst case scenario is to send her to jail again. I, I think that's the best case scenario. I don't, I, I don't know, but whatever. Um, I don't understand why she was let out in the first place. I don't understand why she wasn't yeah. sent immediately back yeah. when she didn't do her fucking job the way she was supposed to have done it yep. the whole goddamn time. Yeah, I think I, they're afraid of making a martyr. Yeah. But she's already a fucking martyr. I don't, I don't understand yeah. any of this. She's a fucking wall martyr. She's not even... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, the fact her husband came show, showed martyr. up to the fucking thing wearing overalls oh, and yeah, a, like, yeah. straw yeah. hat. Yeah, yeah way to fucking dress up to meet with a prominent politician you fucking moron what are you doing dude? like i don't even own a suit you just gotta fucking rent a polo at that point you yeah know? but <laughs> jesus christ we can't see the straw falling out of your cuffs dude they're, <laughs> they're hillbilly rich he can go to fucking walmart and buy a pair of dockers and a polo something <laughs> yeah, anything get it yeah. off the fucking clearance rack it's like four bucks a piece go to for the goodwill items, you know? <laughs> i know dude i mean seriously if i walked by that guy on halloween i'd be like oh shit is that what he costume, wears, man. is that what he wears to church Right, right. <laughs> yeah. If he showed up on the stage probably. like that, probably, probably, yeah. Fuck you know, because the men are always right in those churches. You know, uh, yeah. In her Tuesday interview, 
she was frequently tearful and said that she's received hate mail with people calling her Hitler and a homophobe. Uh, but Gee, she says she's maybe you're not- wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but she's yeah. But she says she's not a hypocrite, despite her own four marriages, which. I said, I have no room for her desires for sympathy at all. As for being a hypocrite, yes, in that sense, you know, in the sense that she's justifying her actions with the same book that condemns her divorces, but not in the sense that her marriages were all of the same heterotype. She's really just partially. She, she's a hippo. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and, and her, in her defense, sure. She's, she's only recently come to being, what she deems a, a, a Christian. Mm-hmm. I mean, she was she was a yeah, Christian went, before, Christian but now she's Christian. evangelical. Yeah. Well, she went from she went you know she went to apostolic or yeah. whatever Christianity. Yeah. yeah. So she was only saved. I don't know whatever. On well, the video floating around of her saying that you know when she's tearing up, saying that people tell me that like my God doesn't love me. Yeah, yeah. It's like, do you realize how fucking crazy you look and sound to most people in the world? Yeah. Uh, she went on to say, I haven't always been a good person, uh, but she said that she so has I've decided to be a continue. worse person. <laughs> right. But she said that she has been forgiven, that godly authority trumps all, and she won't resign her position. So good. Now how? she's free to be as big of a bitch as she wants because God made it all okay. How does she know that she's been forgiven? How does she know that? Yeah. I don't know. I For no the Bible tells me so. But that's just it. She can't know that she's been forgiven. It's, it's what she wants to believe. Well, of course. She of can't course. know that it's, shit. It's that it's that conflation between belief and knowledge. I've, I mean, it's I've every been forgiven. Does. How do you know that? You don't fucking know that. It's the no. same no as the nine year olds at yep. Mormon Church given their you know. It's the I same know, I know no as the, the ninety year olds yeah. at the Mormon Church <laughs> use. Yeah. I don't care how old you are. You don't fucking know that Joseph Smith was a true. Yeah, you're prophet. pretending to know something you don't. He was a guy, or, or you don't understand the difference between believe and knowledge. Yeah. He's a guy that knowledge remotely translate. A book using a stone inside of a hat, no, which is fucking, fucking canon. No, he didn't. He, he fucking <laughs> yeah. dude. You know what? Everybody, everybody who listen, everybody needs to go listen to Naked Mormonism yes. and listen to the episode of Joseph Smith, the plagiarist. Listen to that whole oh, episode. Yeah. It's fucking brilliant, and yeah. you will you will come away from that, and you will go, "Holy fucking shit! This guy is the biggest fraud on the planet." Probably even, I mean, I hold Joseph Smith in the same regard I do Muhammad (laughs) because they're both fucking pedophile, pervert, deceptive bastards. But I think Joseph Smith might have been worse because I think, honestly, Muhammad probably had a mental problem and Joseph Smith knew what the fuck he was doing. And I I brought it up with my interview when I did uh, the interview with Carrie Jackson. That was a great interview, by the Um, way. That was a really, really really good And a really good get. Yeah. God, he was a good guest. Yeah. <laughs> I want yeah. to talk to him again. Good guest and good get. I mean, that was that was a really great interview, man. Yeah, Seriously. But the uh when when we were, awesome. we were talking to you him about how the <laughs> Thanks guys. <laughs> but um he didn't hear the news item that I brought up to him about how the they have a Quran that pre that that dates about the same time that Muhammad was born. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so for me that just brings more credence that to that existed the whole. at the time that he was a toddler. Yeah. And so, and people may think, oh, well, he could have written it right before his end of his days. Like, no, they didn't, they didn't actually like write this, the Quran down in, in his religion until a number of years after his passing. Right. And so if there was a book that existed at the same time that he was alive, that means, and books were fucking rare back then. Mm -hmm. Like books were like, if you went to a library, you didn't get to check out books. You know, you got to look at them while you're there (laughs) or if it was this fucking scroll or something like that. Yeah. And so that just gives more credence to the whole Joseph Smith thing, where if you look at the Book of Mormon, it it 
borrows from so many fucking like works at the time. Yeah, not not even that many. I mean, a few, two, yeah. two that I can think of, two, two, two at least. But I mean, yeah. you, you make him sound more scholarly than he is. No, I mean, he was, he was, a, he was, he was a, a handful fucking of artists. Yeah. But, but <laughs> the popular opinion at the time, and there were a, a multitude of books written on this, was that the American Indians, the Native Americans, were descendant descended from, a, from the Jews, that they yeah. were mm-hmm. Hebrews. That mm-hmm. those were books that were circulating around at that time and place that Joseph Smith could have easily had his gotten his hands on, and yeah. in fact. Specific copies of some of those books were have direct language that c- that can be identified from the original text and to the Book mm-hmm. of Mormon that Joseph Smith used that are original, not used anywhere else. Just those two books. For anybody who may be I mean, questioning, I just it's, going it's, to Facebook and go. There's a uh, a group called Mormon VIP Lounge. Go put in for them because if you're a questioning LDS person, this is a great great resource for you to go check out. I I'm not LDS, never was, but I'm part of this group because it's fucking fascinating to me. So. No. There's a there's a lot of really good LDS groups on. Yeah, I mean, CES questioning, is yeah, good. questioning LDS groups. We need to get Bryce on the show. I because I've been wondering as yeah, I'm listening awesome. as I'm listening Bryce to his show. Angle, yeah. The 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 biggest question that I would have for him is what is the what is the one thing that you would point to throughout all of the shows that you've done, mm-hmm. all the all the research you've done as being the most damning bit. Like what is there because there's so much, right? Yeah. All of it is such bullshit. It's a but mountain is, of evidence. I, I've, I've wondered what to him yeah. is is the biggest piece of bullshit. Yeah, and for the me, the smelliest for me piece it's of that, bullshit. It's that one, and I think yeah. if I'm I may be incorrect, but I think it's episode 19. But it's the Joseph Smith, the plagiarist. But yeah. that one because it undercuts the entire fucking church, everything, and and it just it just confirms. What a deceiver, what a liar, what a scammer, what a piece of shit Joseph Smith was. You know, just on every level. I mean, just from top to bottom. I mean, well, he was an illiterate farm boy. That just proves our point. How could he make this up? Well, I'll tell you fucking how. Because he copied it from the Bible and from this other book that was circulating at the time that yeah. said that Native Americans were Hebrews. Yeah, I think they he somebody, just fucking wrote it down. Somebody went through the work it. of um And when you've got however many people working with him at the farmhouse to translate this He's not the only fucking person doing this. Yeah. It, you know, that's, that's yeah. the Mormon defenses. Well, you know, he was just this young right. guy who wasn't very learned and whatever. Bullshit. He, he yeah. I mean, there were tons of, there were, there were these other works around and he had a fuck ton of help with this. Yeah. Well, the, the argument that you hear all the time where he was either insane. Yeah. The true prophet. Nope. Or a con man. But uh, <laughs> one in three. Like, wow. Two out of three. How about that? Yeah. <laughs> one in three. Yeah. Yes. Yep. There are, there is no such thing as a prophet. So of course he was, no. he was one of one in three. And that's that typical fucking, and I, I hate to bring down the whole group of people, but the Mormon excuse of like C.S. Lewis talking about, you know, wait, what do you, what do you mean bring down a whole group of people? Well, I mean, the Mormons don't know any better because they don't, they're, they're fucking told no, from pff, the moment of inception on. of this religion, not to question anything that comes to them. What, so, what, what are we? What, doubt you doubts before yeah, you doubt you, your religion. What, what, yeah. what about this show makes you think we're here to fillet Mormons? <laughs> no, Bro. I mean, we're not, but Bro. you know, at the same time, I, 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 I have a problem at the same gotta, time. I'm you puffing know. up on Chris here a you little t- bit. You totally broed me in the last episode. I did. I did. No, it was af- it was after show. Yeah, I think I was leaving, and I was like, "Thanks, bro." <laughs> I think I threw it. In, I think I threw it in at the end of the show. Yeah, because really, oh, what Mormons it. are fucking listening to this show? You know, I just, yeah, no, 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 no. I don't know. I just hate to throw everybody in the same fucking bucket. I always hate. I hate the generalizations, know, complete generalizations yeah. of people. So yeah, you know, 
I just hate I it when when people have come up to me with the C.S. Lewis excuse. You know, either Jesus was a was the true Messiah of he was the true Messiah and he was the Son of God, or he was a crazy person. Yeah, and liar, I'm like, lunatic, or Lord. Gee, yeah. which yeah. one do you fucking think it was? Because it sounds like you have a belief that you know that will help well, you out with. But I mean, for me, yeah. right? Which is obviously not a true trichotomy. I don't even know what that is. But yeah. I mean, you know, there's also another, you know, what if he could have been legend? Yeah, That's another, it didn't exist you know, at all. <laughs> yeah, yeah, which is where I tend to fall. Yeah, I'm a mythicist um, for sure. And and you know, he fucking for all I know, he could have been Luigi. Who, who knows? <laughs> I mean, it's a me. It's a whole, a whole bunch of L words he could have possibly been. <laughs> uh, you know, liar, lunatic, or lord. Definitely a lunatic. Um, definitely a liar. Definitely a liar. Well, yeah, he's fucking cursing a fig tree at the wrong season of the year. Well, and, well, and apparently I mean, cursed made, pigs to fly off a cliff. Yeah, or some and, shit. Well, and he made all kinds of promises about heaven, too, which is bullshit, so he's a fucking liar anyway. And his return. And he's the son of God and the return and that the end of the world with within his, his disciples' lifetime. I mean, yeah, he's obviously a liar. The, 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 the Bible says that much. You know, but but the problem is only atheists are reading it. <laughs> we there are some Christian people who read it, and they know that us atheists have just misinterpreted. Yeah, and things they're and liars we're taking things and lunatics as well. Yeah. You know, context as in the whole book, yeah. instead of you know that chapter that you're reading. Well, you know, if you compare this gospel against the other three gospels, you know, you come out with a very, a, a really strong story about the, you know, historical veracity of Jesus and be like, no, what I no, get is don't. that it's one person that wrote a story and three other people copied it and it's mm-hmm. changed a couple of things. You guys can't even get it straight about what Judas did. Yeah, right. How's that a fucking gospel? <laughs> Well, and Judas brought about yeah, yeah. Christ being crucified. Why is Judas the bad guy? He well, helped fulfill prophecy. Well, and, and well that's, what's and funny that's, is that's why they got rid of the Gnostic Gospels because in the Gnostic Gospel, Judas is the hero for doing it. Just he's the one. Yeah, he's the one who brought about Jesus being crucified. Mm-hmm. He's the one who saved us all celebrated. through Christ's blood and like, offering him up as a sacrifice. Like how the yeah. LDS Church praises Eve for her fall because you know without that we wouldn't have had these spiritual children brought to Earth. Yeah, but they really don't. <laughs> I mean, I've heard because, one guy. Yeah, I've okay. only heard one person say that. Sorry. Well, was we're it gonna, Daniel Peterson? I'm not Mormon. Oh, so fuck Dan Peterson, dude. <laughs> All right. Uh, Chris is going to be out of this one. But, okay. Uh, uh, NFL Godball news. Ah. Philadelphia newspaper asked. Foosball. <laughs> yeah. Sports ball. Uh, the Eagles have stumbled to an 0 2 start this season. And after Sunday's ugly 20 to 10 loss at home to the Cowboys, every Philly fan thinks they have the solution to the team's woes. Fire Chip Kelly, run to Marco Murray Moore. The Philadelphia Daily News is thinking big, seeking for the help of a higher power, a much higher power. Assistant editor to the Philadelphia Daily, at David Lee Preston, tweeted, Pope Francis is coming not a moment too soon for the Eagles. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> hey, I'm at the Pope. I like it, the Eagles. <laughs> the guy from Argentina. I'm not so much a big fan of the I'm, Cowboys. I'm with Bill Allred. Anybody that becomes Pope is immediately Italian. And they always get the Guido Sarducci voice, you know. <laughs> the paper obviously hopes to uh, the cover of its Monday issue and its plea to the Pope. Dear Francis, our team is clearly in need of divine intervention reaches him before his stop in Philadelphia later this week. It's not the first time Eagles fans have asked for the Pope Francis's help. In August, fans started a petition asking the Pope to bless the knees of the oft-injured quarterback Sam Bradford. And none of that's worked before. <laughs> How shitty is your football team that you have to have God praise you? Yeah, well... <laughs> 
It's fucking the Eagles, man. Well, this 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 brings me to the to the story that I had been looking at earlier uh, earlier this week that I posted out to the Godless Revolution uh, mm-hmm. Facebook page, and if only Ryan were here to weigh in because I thought this was kind of awesome. Oh, with with. Okay, Russell yeah, Wilson yeah, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, and- I, I didn't grab that story because I have yet another NFL story, and I didn't want to do three in one <laughs> show because I don't think a lot of – I like football, but – I love football, I, I, too. I think a lot of our fans probably probably aren't so much I, into the – I enjoy the game. I just don't get the – you know, my team this, my team that. You know, I enjoy watching it when it's on. Yeah. But I'm, I'm not a I'm not a person that has a any kind of like I've never been loyalty. super competitive. Yeah. Like because well, you know, I mean I get it. I mean I, mean, I get I, it. I, I was, really do. I was a jockey guy in in high school. I did the baseballs. You and, rode horses? <laughs> I mean I like to play baseball and basketball and football and He doesn't look like the kind of guy that would be standing out on the people's lawns holding a lantern. <laughs> <laughs> I I yeah, I I was a sporty guy and I still like to do some things with limited mobility. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard now, yeah, but yeah. Being being old as I am and stuff. Well, I, I don't play anymore either. <laughs> yeah. You do softball, don't you? I didn't play at all this year. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Mostly researching the show. Well, we appreciate your efforts. Thank you. I got an old man <laughs> running injury. I can't fucking run as much as oh, I Good running. Good running. It's so much uh, fun. Let me tell you. <laughs> I, I have a football injury that... God damn it, God, why'd you let me get injured? <laughs> if I move my knee, you guys can probably hear about it. <laughs> oh, thanks. Uh, but but this so Aaron Rodgers apparently yes the the whole deal was the Packers beat the Seahawks and of course the quarterback for the Seahawks is Russell well, so Wilson. This goes back to last year. Who's super Christy? This goes back to last year when the Seahawks beat the Packers in the NFC Championship to go on to lose to the Patriots in the Super Bowl. I don't know why that's relevant, but uh, I thought I'd bring it up. And, uh, I am 12th. What, who, who's your favorite team again? I, um, uh, well, I, yeah. It's the Jets, right? Yeah, yeah. The, the, or the Dolphins. When you're a Jet, you're a Jet. <laughs> Dude, you know what is fucking hilarious? Let me tell you what's hilarious about that. Okay? Now, I have never seen West Side Story. Okay? But I know what you're doing because anytime anyone tries to fucking do that or tell me about it, they fucking snap their fingers and it drives me nuts. Every time it's West Side Story, it's like... Just constantly, well, what are you fucking doing? Why do you, dude, what the, f- the The idea of gang warfare in West Side Story is gang snapping at each other and like yeah, singing lyrics and dancing time, and shit. Though. Oh, you haven't seen West Side Story? Da, 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 da. I don't even know the song. I would just saying, dance like, and sing at you, just, but you know, I can't thoroughly intimidate you unless I also snap my fingers. Right, yeah. Sharks <laughs> yeah. and Jets, right? Sharks, yeah. yeah. Okay. I was, I, yeah uh, fuck that shit. I, I lettered in drama in high school. I didn't, oh, have, okay. I didn't have a real activity. Wait, why don't you like football? <laughs> So, but there's, so I, I heard about this story and then I listened to Aaron Rodgers doing his thing, the post game interview and whatever. And he says, just kind of in passing this little thing about, you know, I guess God was a Packers fan today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, yeah. and so then there's like, God, we're at a cheese head. <laughs> so then, so then like, yeah. The, the, like foam finger number one. <laughs> the Christian NFL world blew the fuck up after Aaron Rodgers said this. His foam finger has a hole in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> 
Stigmata. <laughs> so they're they're discussing it all over the place, and I I found this little clip. This was played just automatically on the thing after I listened to Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, and I thought this was kind of funny. So is that Michael A. Smith? Yes, it is like, Michael Smith. I like Michael Smith. Any doubt? That he wasn't trying to take a shot at Russell Wilson. No, 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 not at all. You can see it on his face in a delivery. He was very, very proud of very himself. Very deadpan, very yes. sarcastic. Uh, almost had trouble keeping a straight face. I'd have preferred, uh, if I could Monday morning quarterback, the quarterback's post-game press conference jokes, I'd have preferred if he'd have gone somewhere like, uh, you know, nano bubbles or something. Um, what? what? Bubbles? Yeah, but I just felt like it was unnecessary. Because yeah, because you're, you're a about it. When he was asked about it, right? he made his feelings clear in the offseason. He, he, he doesn't think that God cares about the outcome of football games. He Mm -hmm. thinks God cares about the people involved, but not the outcome. And that's that. But to go out of your way to take a, take a shot at Russell Wilson and his religious beliefs. See, that's the thing about beliefs. You know, you don't have to believe as Russell Wilson or other Christians believe because their beliefs do not require you to. And that fucking bothered me. Why is it okay for Russell Wilson to go out yeah. and and espouse and spout yeah. his beliefs all yeah. over the place? Yeah. But apparently it's not okay for somebody to question those beliefs or even or a mild yeah. a mild teeny tiny little bit of fun yeah. about it. Yep. Like why is that not okay? Well, we've talked about it before. Uh you know, it's because it's because it's socially unacceptable because people have to give embarrassing answers to try to defend it. And so it's just become hands off on the whole thing socially. It's, it's and so, and so other, uh, other people recognize that when they align themselves with Russell Wilson and what he said, they immediately, they immediately form an alliance. And then when somebody else starts to mock that, they're like, no, 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 fuck you. Because I don't want to have to try to defend this publicly because it's fucking embarrassing. Well, and it's offering special difference. I, I well, would, of course it is. I would imagine that Michael Smith would it's say the privilege. same thing if, if, uh, this is if an Islamic if an Islam if an Islamic player had said that Allah was with us during this, I can't imagine that that Michael Smith would say, "Well, that's wrong." I'm sure he would also defend that, but it's still well, offering religious privilege and special deference to these beliefs when that's stupid. Yeah, you, I would be very wh- curious to go back and see what Michael Smith had to say about Abdullah's prayer. Yeah, when he caught, when he caught that, that when he had that touchdown. We know that God, that Allah isn't a real God. Cle- <laughs> Cleveland? <laughs> That's just wrong. Well, Peter. <laughs> and if Aaron Rodgers thinks that it's silly or ridiculous that God somehow favored the Seahawks in the NFC title game. Of course it they is. They just let it speak for itself because he's probably not alone. But he's when just teaching Wilson them a lesson when they lost. That God was setting him up for Be success humble. by having him throw four interceptions. To let Russell Wilson believe that, to go out and to take a, a necessary shot at Russell Wilson just seemed, it just seemed out of, out of bounds. I, I just didn't think it was necessary. <laughs> you know, you can have a difference of opinion about whether God is influencing the outcome of, outcome of games, but you don't have to go out of your way to point that out. If you asked, you can say, I don't buy that. But to do it just almost like gratuitously, just like, come on, man. Okay, so to do it gratuitously as in Russell Wilson speaking gratuitously about his religious beliefs. Right. So, so, so. How dare you use my beliefs to do, mock me? Yeah. Do you, do you guys remember the game, uh, in 2012, Seattle versus New England and the Seahawks won? Oh, yeah. And, Richard Sherman went out of his way to follow Tom Brady into the tunnel and say, you mad, bro? You mad, bro? You mad, bro? You you can't? You remember that? (laughs) So what if after the Super Bowl, when the Patriots beat the Seahawks with a rookie interception on the goal line with a a play called it, you know, questionable at best, 
Tom Brady went to the media and said, you mad, bro? Would that be out of bounds? Would that be out? I mean, he's referring back to a past game in which the, the outcome was different. You know what I'm saying? If you take the God situation out of it, is that out of bounds? I mean, do I you think, think so. there would be the outrage? I mean, I mean, obviously you and I don't think that Aaron Rodgers comments were out of bounds either. I think yeah. that's totally fine. You know, I, I mean, think they were fucking funny. Yeah, I think they were funny, but he, I, I, mean, I think he was trying to be funny. I'm just trying to, like, I'm just trying to make like, it. I'm just trying to see, you know, if we can appease the Christians, would that have been an okay comment to say you mad bro to the Seattle Seahawks after yeah. losing a Super Bowl? Well, and I think Aaron Rodgers said it flippantly. I mean, he meant oh, it to course. be yeah, funny. Of it was, he did. He wasn't, I mean, he wasn't trying to slam fucking Russell Wilson. As yeah, far as I, I mean, know, Aaron Rodgers is a Christian, right? I mean, he's talked about sure. being a Christian before. Well, it's he, not like he's he saying, already has said that, you know, God doesn't care about football, but he cares about the players. So yeah. that's an admission that God's aware of people yeah. and exists. Yeah. So and has a, has an opinion on fucking NFL and football. And has an opinion on football. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's so, so it's not as if, as if Aaron Rodgers was saying, you know, God doesn't exist or whatever. He was trying to be flippant and funny. And there's this outrage about, oh, well, you can't tease mm-hmm. somebody about their religious beliefs. Yeah. That's why I was Bullshit. trying to remove that. Bullshit. If- like, why, why do we never see? Well, we did actually. Was it last year or the year before? Uh, a player at the end of a game say, you know, we lost, but we came out here. We played a really good game. I think everybody put in 110%, but God just wasn't on our side today, so we lost. Like, you don't see them, you don't see anybody blame a loss on God, but whenever they win, if you're a Christian like Russell Wilson, it's God was on our side and God wanted us to win today. Well, even if you lose, I mean, even in the, like in the Super Bowl, Russell Wilson was saying stuff, you know, he, well, he, you know, I knew I shouldn't have thrown that last ball, but you know, God, God was, he was testing me. He was showing me how to get better and how to, you know, dude. You can Come explain on, anything if you have an imaginary friend sure, whose sure, who's sure. dialogue you can make up on the fucking spot. Yeah, shit. Every one of my kids is blame shit on an imaginary <laughs> friend. And, yeah, and, and, and the funny and the funny thing is, existent parents don't buy it for a fucking second. Nope. <laughs> you know, but the whole rest of everybody else is like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You're gonna learn so much. You're gonna be real great. God's testing you. He, you're gonna be such a better person <laughs> after this. Yeah, if God exists. And allows these kinds of things to happen all the time that we hear about, you know, child rape and molestation and murder. And mm-hmm. I mean, even if it's not children, but grown ass adults doing this shit to each other, he's an abusive fucking parent. At, yeah. Like we're all parents. Yeah. Would you allow any of you, would you just set your kid in a room full of fucking sharp objects and yeah. hot things and say, well, good luck. I yeah. Hope, well, I hope so, everything comes out okay for you. And yeah, if you so, if you injure yourself, that's just me teaching you a fucking lesson. Yeah. So a large part of establishing the first pre- premise of the argument that I was reading was a discussion was a a, a hypothetical situation about um, a toddler poolside with a with a parent present. You know, um, do you know if if the child if the child uh, wants to play near the edge of the pool, you know, is the parent responsible for knowing more and understanding the implications, you know, do, do they intervene? Do they, do they try to stop the child? Um, or do they let the child plummet and drown and then just, you know, look at their other children and go, well, see what happens. I mean, it was part of God's plan. Has that ever been, has that ever been a viable defense and and what other neglect? Yeah. And what other parent in that situation would say, yeah, totally the kid's fault. You're fucking right. Yeah. No, dude, you, 
you know, I mean, it was God's will. It, it happened. So clearly it was God's will. Yeah. No. Yeah. It not only abusive. Had it not been God's will, it wouldn't have happened. Yeah. Not, he loves it's, you. It's, it's not only abusive. <laughs> it's like the worst kind of parent you could. I mean, it's, it's Ariel Castro kind of parenting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Yeah. But he loves you so much. He just wants the best for you in this world. Right. But he's right. going to let them children just get raped all over the place because that's teaching them a good lesson. Mm-hmm. I heard that shit from my grandmother when she <laughs> sent me a Facebook friend request. What? That and, she was going to let I, you get raped? And I, I replied back when I saw a request and I said, Grandma, you know, I've, I've mentioned it on the show. I said, Grandma, you sent me this request and I can accept it if you really, really want to, but I need you to know that we agree on a lot of things. There are some things that we definitely do not agree on. One of them being religion. And that's one of the main things that I talk about on Facebook. And, you know, I can accept your friend request if you really, really want me to, but, but realize that I've got a platform. I'm an atheist and you're going to see some stuff that you won't like at all. And she replied back with, well, I just know our Heavenly Father loves you so much, and he wishes that you'd come back and do this and that. And I'm like, that's such fucking horseshit. The amount of intellectual dishonesty you'd have to go through to come back. Yeah. How how much would I have to lie to myself about the things that I know now or try to set them aside in order to go back and believe in that stupid fucking religion? That's... Fucking Mormonism is akin to Scientology in its abject bullshitness. No amount of frog eye salad or Kahlua pig <laughs> would bring me back to the full or of funeral like potatoes or carrot laden jello salad. Like it, it just won't fucking happen. There's no way that I can choose to believe that a, that a, that a perfect God would reveal his word to a 14 year old kid in the middle of the United States who Dug God up. wanted this kid to translate God's word and provide it to everybody else and restore his perfect church. And so he gave him this book of golden plates that he needed to translate because he couldn't give it to him in fucking English. Well, he gave, that's he, beyond God's fucking compass, he, capacity he, in the first place, right? He has to put it in some unknown language that nobody has heard of before or since <laughs> for this kid to fucking translate on these gold plates that then are taken away so that he has absolutely no evidence to provide as far as, no, this really fucking happened. God really wanted me to give this to you people because he wants to restore his church here on earth and bring everybody to him. And then he took away the evidence so that you can all fuck off and do whatever you're going to do. Like, that's such fucking horseshit. How can they not see that? And then we're going to revise this book numerous times after it's been published the first time, even though we say that it is inerrant that God gave every single word to him perfectly translated. As long as it's translated perfectly, you're talking about your first fucking prophet who talked to God and was given these special fucking plates, and then you're changing the things that he gave and that he (laughs) wrote down, or that he fucking quote-unquote translated from in the 19th century into 17th century English English for plates that fucking magically disappeared when God wanted to bring all of us to him and give us this evidence of his love and then fucking took the evidence away what kind of stupid shit is that how fucking convenient that the evidence just goes away but he just loves you so much and he wishes you'd just come back to the church (laughs) or that you can translate a part you can quote unquote translate a part of the book 
and then have Martin Harris's wife take that part that you've translated and hide it from you and then go, oh. Oh, Heavenly Father's pissed at me now. Oh, Damn it. I can't translate that book again. There's no way that I could completely replicate that word for word again. Uh, because I'm How am I going to handle this? <laughs> oh, God's really mad at you. He said, he said that I can't. There's no way that that's just gone now. That's lost. You fucked it up. I'm going to yeah. paraphrase I'm not gonna, it in the I'm next book. I'm not going to be though. able to translate that again. That, so that book of Lehi, I'm just going to paraphrase it in the next book. You know, we're just going to mm. kind of get at the main topics of that. You know? It's such horseshit. I know. It's, it's, how, it's how can anybody so put, obvious put to put anybody who just takes, like, take a step outside your religious beliefs but that you've been indoctrinated with your key, entire though. life? That's the key. Just take a step back. Take a step back and examine it critically for fucking half a second it doesn't take that much yeah it's like you've you've taken a, a an entire truckload of horse shit and then wrapped it with an entire warehouse of horse of, of horse shit around it and said yeah that's clearly the truth that's that's <laughs> got to be real the guy that lives in your neck of the woods uh his name is howard taylor he's a, he's a guy that makes a webcomic called schlock mercenary some of the best sci-fi webcomic I've ever read in my whole life. Guy had no artistic talent when he started it. Fucking phenomenal talent now, like 10 years down the road. Is a very, very devout Mormon. And I just want, I want to get an interview with the guy and be like, how can you be this, like... Can you explain this to me? This edgy, am- amazing sci-fi kind of stuff and still believe that... You know, he got a papyrus and, and turned it into a he, whole fucking book of Abraham. It's because know, that's what he wants to believe. And magic yeah. underwear and just. It's, it, I would, I would guess that it's not even what he actually believes. It's what he wants to believe. And there's so many people who are led around by this desire to have this belief in this afterlife and, and this perfect existence after all of the things that they have to go through here. Is, it's I, what they want to believe. It's not what they actually believe. Which makes me wonder is like, is a lot of it the whole godhood after death aspect of it? You know, like I get to be the. I think that's secondary. I really do. I think, yeah, I think yeah, maybe yeah, for some for people sure. that's a driver, but I think it's secondary. I think, my, my I think they just want to live in paradise after here. Like, life sucks. Life fucking sucks afraid of dying. Yeah. I think they're afraid of dying. And they, they that's want- my dad's motivation for going back to church. Yeah, that's that's what the motivation is. We we talked about that. We hit on that earlier. But my my fear. My of death dad is almost just, died it's, and it's, has decided that he's going to go to fucking church every Sunday. Yeah, now. of course. My I mean, fear. you look at look look at statistics for church attendance around the country. Yeah. On September tenth, two thousand. Oh yeah. Versus September twelfth. World's coming to an end. Better get right with God. Yeah, there's a major spike in church attendance because fucking fear. Yeah. But that's what the churches have, have thrived on for centuries. As an atheist, like if I had that near death experience, I haven't had one in a long time, thank goodness. But if I had something like that, did you have a dear new? Yeah, yeah I, I had a, uh, a uh, extended hospital stay when I moved to Utah. Oh, for- you mean like you had a situation where you almost died? Oh, yeah, yeah. Not, not an NDE. No, it wasn't NDE. You went out of your body. Well, it was like the whole. It was more of a, more, more, more of a more of a feverish dream than anything else. Like yeah. where I like I, I I attributed it to a you know my brain malfunctioning because of high fever kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> but got, at the time, it was like some. You got du- the microphone move lean in from in, in in the dream in in the experience that I had. It was some dude meeting me in a parking lot somewhere, saying, "Hey, hop in." 
And I'm like, no, dude, I'm not ready yet. I'm not ready. You got gangster God. Yeah, no, he's like, like, threw me, threw me the, like, Come like, on, op- bitches, open I got the car door. on this. But apparently, according to my parents, I nearly died that night from having a, num- a pneumatic fever. Like, I was at like 105 or something like that, like some really bad fucking fever <laughs> that my dad attributed to me being a pussy and I just needed to walk it off like two days before. <laughs> You know, I really lambast my dad as being a dick, but you know, he's a yeah. he's a decent guy. Yeah. <laughs> I have to say that or he beats me. <laughs> Don't but but you know, you're like anyway, out of the show anyway right? I didn't have I that's when I was still a theist at the time. But now that I'm an atheist and if I had some sort of experience like that, I'd be like, Whoa, fuck, I need to like check off everything on my checklist that I can. Yeah. I need I need to write I mean, books or some shit to like leave something for me. To prove that I existed at one point. Yeah, you would you would be traveling the globe with a checklist being like, is your god like Huggy Bear? You'd be working <laughs> your ass off to make the world better for everybody else, right? Instead of, I need to stockpile food and weapons. Which is, I mean, kind of selfishly, one of the reasons I do podcasting is because, like, look, I could eventually download all this stuff and be like, hey, kids, look. This was your dad, you know? <laughs> right. Like, man, what dad yeah. was a dick? I, he I, sounds I, drunk all the time. <laughs> I can't say I haven't thought that before. Yeah. yeah. I want something to outlive me. That's all I want. Mm-hmm. Sure. I yeah. mean, even if it's only a couple of years, that's fine. Just as long as, like, when I'm dead, people are still going, the next guy was all right. You yeah. know? <laughs> um, speaking of Chinese Jesus. Uh, <laughs> were we? <laughs> Segway! <laughs> Um, uh, I gotta send a shout out to the nonprofits podcast for reminding us about this gem from over a decade ago. Uh, after more than an hour of solemn ceremony naming Representative Marco Rubio, uh, Republican of West Miami, as mm. the 2007 2008 House Speaker, Governor Jeb Bush stepped to the podium Jeb! in the House chamber and told a short story about unleashing Chang. His mystical warrior friend. What the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) Here are Bush's words spoken before hundreds of lawmakers and politicians. Quote, Chang is a mystical warrior. Chang is somebody who believes in conservative principles, believes in entrepreneurial capitalism, believes in moral values that underpin a free society. I rely on Chang. With great regularity in my public life, he's been by my side, and sometimes I let him down. But Chang, this mystical warrior, has never let me down. Mystical. Bush then unsheathed a golden (laughs) sword and gave it to Rubio as a gift. Yeah, yeah. Quote, I'm going to bestow to you the, the sword of a great conservative warrior, he said, as the crowd roared. The crowd, however, could be excused for not understanding Bush's enigmatic foray into the realm of Eastern mysticism. Why Chang? <laughs> Your name is fucking I know. Jeb. I mean. <laughs> uh, to which I said, but whether it's Jesus, Allah, or Chang, it doesn't belong in politics any more than Casper or Beetlejuice. Just makes me think like it, that's almost like near one of the most offensive things like a white dude could like, yeah, say something I know. like. I mean, I okay, go, going completely off barrel here, only because I, I always tend to try to piss people off. This like calling your like <laughs> Mystic Warrior Ching Chong or something like that, or you know, <laughs> <laughs> you missed you missed the the. But yes, that's exactly right. It is just like that. <laughs> Except in this. Hello! <laughs> it's like, Hello! I am Mystic Warrior. <laughs> Oh, Hans Briggs. Hans Briggs. Fuck you, Hans Briggs. <laughs> I'm so lonely. 
Oh, it's just, that's so, so fucking offensive. And that cultural road. appropriation too. It's like you are a you are a white Republican old dude with a lot of money. Yeah. You don't have any fucking barriers in this country as, that's holding you down. You know. Yeah. Why you need to appropriate a mystical Chinese warrior with a golden sword? Do you want number two? In a 1989 Washington Post article on the politics of tennis, former President George H.W. Bush was quoted as threatening to unleash Chang as a means of intimidating other players. The saying was apparently quite popular with Governor Bush's father and referred to a legendary warrior named Chang who was called upon to settle political disputes in Chinese dynasties of yore. The phrase has evolved under Jeb Bush's use to mean a need, uh, the need to fix conflicts or disagreements over an issue. Faced with a stalemate, the governor apparently, quote, unleashes Chang as a rhetorical device signaling it's time to stop arguing and start agreeing, which seems to have worked seeing how agreeable Boehner's GOP Congress has been. Those were my words. <laughs> I bet you Bush unleashed Chang in Japan when he had that flu. <laughs> he yeah. was at the prime minister dinner in Japan. Right, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I got some Chang on you. <laughs> I just Changed all over the sushi. Mm. That's a damn shame. What is this we're eating? P.F. Changs? Yeah. <laughs> uh, now to international news. Dallas, Texas. <laughs> okay, KSL. <laughs> or anywhere in Texas. Uh, Tony Romo of the Cowboys looks on from the sideline in the fourth quarter against the Philadelphia Eagles on September 20th. Romo suffered a broken collarbone in the third quarter. Now maybe Dallas will be forced to see what every other NFL fan does and start looking for a quarterback that can win late in the year. But that's an aside. <laughs> Sunday's injury to Tony Romo put the Cowboys in the undesirable predicament of having to entrust their playoff chances to the arm of backup quarterback Brandon Whedon. Uh, okay. I love his movies. Yeah. <laughs> Again, Rom <laughs> Romo can't do that either, so... Uh, that led to an unhealthy social media debate over possible Whedon alternatives, and inevitably, one free agent quarterback with a Texas-sized following in particular was posited by the masses. Not Tebow. And Texas Governor Greg Abbott among them. Not Tebow. At Greg Abbott underscore TX tweeted, Bittersweet victory for the Cowboys. Win game, but lose Tony Romo. Maybe Dallas will sign Tim Tebow. Oh. oh, I said not Tebow. Yeah. Amazingly, Governor Abbott shows his ability to identify the only available guy who's definitely worse than Tony Romo. <laughs> Tom Trebo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, also, this is presumably if, because of Tebow's gaudy Christianity. Well, no shit. I mean, if skills, Tebow yes. was a better fucking quarterback than their backup, why wouldn't Tebow be the fucking backup? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Tebow, of course, was among the final preseason cuts by Chip Kelly and the Eagles, who who the Cowboys beat uh, 20 to 10 on Sunday. <laughs> the Heisman winning NFL journeyman. Actually fared pretty well He's in a training. journeyman. Yeah. He's a journeyman quarterback. Yeah. I'll just go from team to team, wherever they need me. <laughs> uh, actually fared pretty well in training camp and was considered a surprise release in some regards. And in all actuality, he probably isn't much worse than Whedon. 
Tipty uh, comes with a lot of fucking baggage. Yeah. <laughs> I, I actually I actually like Whedon's talent, but that's Yeah. But Whedon is at least familiar with the offense, and much to the chagrin of Cowboys fans, most likely will be the starter until Romo Romo returns at minimum six weeks weeks from now. Uh so Romo will be back out of sync with timing issues, just in time to take over during the part of the year which he struggles the most. Yeah, See you next year, Cowboys. <laughs> uh, Yay, the Cowboys are out. Yeah, they're out. Uh, besides, Tebow has taken has taken up his old broadcasting post with ESPN and the SEC network, uh, but that didn't stop such people as Abbott dreaming about dreaming about Jerry Jones and Tebow in one building. Were they naked? Yes, they were naked, greased up. <clears throat> Um, See you guys next year. Obviously, signing Tebow was, uh, I think, uh, this is this is me speaking now. Obviously, I think T- uh, Tebow was, I think, meant signing him was rather tongue in cheek. But even if the idea wasn't serious, I think he betrays his real reason for being a Tebow fan, which frankly is anyone's reason. Um, he's an obnoxious public god botherer. Oh, and the right god too. Uh, so that yeah. ought to save the Cowboys' season, right? I mean, it's worked wonders for Tebow's career. Seriously, how much groveling does the god need before he's actually willing to help out? Seems to me the evidence suggests that one can pray too much. Uh, Dallas has God's like, oh, God, it's Tebow again. Just put <laughs> yeah. it, tell him I'm tell him I'm busy. If I'm Monty, in a meeting. If I'm Monty, in a meeting. If Monty Python taught me anything, God hates groveling. <laughs> right. Stop groveling. Stop, Stop the groveling. Stop it. <laughs> Dallas has since traded. We're averting our gaze, Osiah. Has well, since stop it. Traded stop for it. Matt Castle. <laughs> uh, always the voice of skeptical reason. John Hagee is afraid. Ugh. I talked about him last episode. <laughs> <laughs> that a rare astronomical event set to take place next week, this week, could herald the end of days, according <laughs> to some who have been following. The blood moon phenomenon. That's this. Is it Saturday or Sunday? Sunday. Sunday. Mm, yeah, how rare? Ooh. Ooh. How rare, you ask? Well, I. On the Christian day. I bothered to look it up. It happened five times last century and it's scheduled to happen eight times this century. That's how <laughs> rare it is. You know, it just happens to coincide with the uh, Jewish New Year. Yeah. The the frequency seems to me to be wholly irrelevant as well. You know, because yeah. what, what day of the year is not a fucking Jewish holiday? <laughs> right. <laughs> um, the internet is awash with forecasts from cataclysmic catastrophes. Start again. The internet is awash with forecasts from cataclysmic catastrophes to the rapture. As a fourth lunar eclipse in two years, the series is known as a tetrad. Will fall on the first night of the Jewish holiday of suck it, taking place on (laughs) September twenty. Fall on the first night of suck it. (laughs) (laughs) It's sukkah, but it looks like suck it. Hagee was the uh, the guy that caused me to fucking almost kill myself from coughing because the way he pronounced nuclear. It was <laughs> nuclear. Re- it was real bad. Nuclear. <laughs> nuclear. This nuclear. Nuclear. It was like it was it was drawn out. Nuclear. <laughs> oh, he enunciated. And it. I'm just like, oh my god, uh, that grammar killed me. <laughs> Some Christians believe the celestial event could mark the start of a disaster based on the passage from the Book of Joel. Which reads the book of Joel? Yeah. <laughs> the sun shall be turned into He's darkness. He's the piano man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice. And apparently drunk driver a lot. Yeah. Also the uptown girl. 
Uh, Joel says the sun shall be turned into darkness and the moon into blood before the great and terrible day of the Lord comes. Even some wacky Mormons are falling for this one, as apparently this is one of the correctly translated Bible verses that also happens to fit their 50-gallon drum of freeze-dried funeral potatoes doomsday prep work. I added that last part. Blood moons are full lunar eclipses in which the sun's rays entering the Earth's atmosphere make for a red or blood-like appearance. Whoops, that sounds scientism. It's called Newtonian physics. (laughs) Sounds like scientism. (laughs) The first three three instances of the current Tetrad have already occurred on Jewish holidays, uh, April 15th, 2014, which was Passover, and October 8th, 2014, suck it, and April (laughs) April 4th, 2015, again on Passover. I remember seeing the guy at Comic-Con last year that was protesting this, you know, blowing on a stupid fucking goat horn. Yeah, right. <laughs> that guy's fucking right. hilarious. You guys were across the street at the Atheist Convention. Yeah, I, was we at, were. I was at the nerd con across the street, you know. <laughs> we, guy, we were at a nerd con, too. <laughs> that guy fucking followed us around when we did our mass resignation. Yeah. Uh, and we, we're walking around the temple, and he sees all of us, you know. Like oh, hold, a crowd. Holding <laughs> signs about resigning from the LDS church and whatever. And initially, he's all excited. He's like, <gasps> yeah, you guys know that the LDS these churches are fraud too, right? And we're like, yeah. And he's like, and then he started looking at everybody's t-shirts and it was like, atheists of Utah and God's oh. not, you know, God is dead and whatever. And he's like, oh wait. I've made a horrible wait, mistake. Hey, hey, God will not be mocked. God will not be mocked. And I'm like, I fucking mock him every day, dude. It's, yeah, I'm pretty sure he will because it, ha- it fucking happens all the time. Well, I was in front of the Where sun. is my horn of Gondor? <laughs> then he starts blowing his fucking horn. God will not be mocked. <laughs> I was waiting in front of the salt palace when he was doing his big fucking chant and blowing horns and everything like that. There are four blood moons in the next yeah. year. And I was just like, it's called Newtonian physics, you dipshit. And <laughs> they, they, so I know science. people that don't mock that guy. He, he's just doing what he put. Fuck that. I'm going to openly mock somebody like that. <laughs> so science predicts these things yes. with Fucking perfect accuracy. Yeah. That tells us exactly when it will fucking happen. And it's not mentioned in their, in their holy books. Right. Not mentioned in any of that shit. Science tells us when these things will happen and they adopt this and go, it's really bad. Yeah. And I haven't heard of it from any of my religious teachings. Science has taught me it's going to happen and it's going to be bad. Not only does it say when, but it says how and why. And how often it's happened in the past, how often it will happen in the future. Right. And religion is just like, if anything's different, it's the end. <laughs> I just know it's not the end because we got a Star Wars movie coming out in December. And <laughs> That's right. Wishful thinking. It'd be great if everybody was dead. It'd be nice open theater. You know, especially in Utah because most Star Wars geeks are LDS. <laughs> Rapture would happen tomorrow. Utah would be a better place. We no. believe in the force. So the country of Texas. <laughs> uh, it is interesting, though, that these Jewish myths are are so popular in Christianity. And well, because we are a Judeo-Christian country. That's such bullshit. <laughs> I mean, well, they, the Jews but, laid the groundwork. We just built on it. Okay, they gave us a good foundation. Yeah, but it's all the Christians that are chicken littling about this. I mean, <laughs> you don't see the that. Jews going like. Oy vey. Oy vey. <laughs> Quit being such a mensch. <laughs> Stop kvetching. I think I'm verklempt. What's your guys' hate mail address? 
Extending my schlemiel inside out. That would be godlessrevolution at gmail.com. <laughs> godlessrevolution at gmail.com. You're welcome. <laughs> <sighs> we need to get some Sabbath gaze as well, eh? Tradition. <laughs> Tradition. Of, uh, I fucking love that movie. <laughs> I really do. Like, I sing along to all that shit. Did I ever share with you the uh, HP Lovecraft remake of that? No. There's a, instead of a fiddler on the roof, it's called a Shoggoth on the roof. Oh. And there's songs about Cthulhu, and it's all done to the soundtrack of that movie. <laughs> if I was a deep one. Blah, 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 blah. All day long sitting in my filth. Icky, icky, sticky fish, man. Fucking hilarious, dude. Google it, people. It's fucking hilarious. No, don't fucking ever Google anything X tells you to Google. It's safe. If it's on YouTube, it's safe. Yeah. Uh, according to popular American <laughs> evangelical pastor John Hagee, the blood moons are historically linked with a time period that begins with a tragedy and ends with a triumph for the Jewish people. Fuck you, Christians! In an interview with the Christian Broadcasting Network, Hagee claimed that in each era, quote, there's a sense in the world that things are changing and God is trying to communicate with us in a supernatural way. To which I asked, how else can a supernatural being communicate? I mean, but more than that, eclipses are completely natural. <laughs> it's called the Earth blocking out the moon or vice versa. Yeah. <laughs> that can't happen because the Earth is flat. <laughs> Spain's expulsion, he says, of its Jews and discovery of the New World <laughs> in 1492, the establishment of the State of Israel in 1948, and the Six-Day War in 1967 are at least three times the blood moon tetrad occurred, according to Hagee. How was Spain's purge of its Jewish population God communicating? Or did you forget you said that? He hated those <laughs> filthy Jews. Yeah. Uh, moving again. The These Nazis had it right, unless I'm talking about how bad the Nazis were. These footprints <laughs> mine, 15 years ago. <laughs> Hagee narrates the history of the phenomenon and the possible future in his book, which I'm not going to advertise, which has turned into a motion picture in honor of the event. Can't wait. Let me guess. Nick Cage? Kevin Sorbo? So excited. <laughs> I can't wait for the god-awful movies. Directed by Kirk Cameron? <laughs> It'll be a Michael Bay movie for sure. There's going to be tons of effects. Yeah. You, you, Things you, blowing up. You can bet this movie will be full of clever subtlety. Nothing heavy-handed. <laughs> Thank, thanks, As he Chris. says with a straight face, Thank I you, fucking Chris. love that. That was awesome. <laughs> so we've had uh, we've had a couple uh, fans of the show contact us about this because there's this woman Julie Rowe who's a practicing Mormon who had a near death experience, though she never really fucking died. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, who said that because it's near death, Dan. <laughs> oh, right, right, right. <laughs> uh, it has nothing to do with the brain malfunctioning at that point. Yeah, know? yeah. She had this quote-unquote near-death experience where she didn't die to have a near-death experience. I had a dream. Because she didn't <laughs> die or come close to it, really. She was in a coma for a little while. Mm. Uh, 
But there's a there's a story here in the IBT International Business Times says the sales of freeze dried food, flashlights, blankets, and tents have soared in Utah in recent weeks as some Mormons have begun to prepare for the end of the world. Tents. The so-called preppers <laughs> <laughs> believe the world is ending this month based on biblical prophecies, the Hebrew calendar, an unstable economy, world politics, and astronomical occurrences. The Salt Lake Tribune reported on Sunday. Quote, there is a sense of urgency like something is up. <laughs> what? Who did they quote with this? <laughs> a lot of people are mentioning things about September like a financial collapse, said customer service representative uh, Ricardo Aranda yeah, at American Forks Thrive Life, which sells mostly freeze-dried food. No, he doesn't have an agenda at all. <laughs> they're, they're so well-informed, aren't they? <laughs> The Mormon apocalypse believers claim the Jewish ho- the Jewish high holy days that began this week will trigger a financial crisis because of the Jews, obviously. <laughs> yeah, right. Based on the United States' wickedness, they predict the full moon September 28th is the next sign the world is ending. Glenn Beck warned us about this. <laughs> yes, he did. Have your gold. Yes, Some of these- and have your secret Jew gold around your neck as well. <laughs> Some of these speculations stem from Julie Rowe's books. A Greater Tomorrow, My Journey Beyond the Veil, and The Time is Now. Oh, God. <laughs> Roe, a Mormon mother of three, published the books in 2014 to detail a, quote, near-death experience, end quote. Her two books have sold more than 20,000 copies each. Wow, so she's like a hundred heir. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Officials yeah, with the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. You know, the Mormons. Said they do not endorse the books or their teachings. Mm-hmm. The late mm-hmm. Mormon apostle, yay, Boyd K. Packer said in a 2011 LDS conference Boo. that the end was not near and called on young Mormons to plan for long, productive lives. But they're, they're the Church of Latter-day Saints. We're in the latter days. How is it not near? It's because it's been the latter days Because it's not profitable to scare God people. God damn it. <laughs> Quote, you can look forward to doing it right, Packer said. Getting married, having a family. Seeing your children and grandchildren. This next line. Maybe even great-grandchildren. Maybe. <laughs> so after you have your grandchildren, world fucking ends. And how does he know Zul that? comes back and <laughs> decides to bring upon Gozer upon the land. How does he know they'll be great anyway? Yeah. Lots of kids are shitty. What? Uh, I... I went on uh, just a second. <laughs> Officials have had to debunk end of days predictions in the past. Wait, wait, wait. He fucking puts yeah. the hand up. He, wait. He totally did that. Wait for it. Dude, I've, I've been dealing with interruptions for reading for, for two and a half hours. Is that what that was about? Right, you couldn't so, handle my... No, I I'm couldn't. done. <laughs> Last month, NASA confirmed the world would not end in September because of an imminent asteroid strike. Quote... There is no scientific basis, not one shred of evidence that an asteroid or any other celestial object will impact Earth on those dates, said Paul Chodas. <laughs> Manager, that poor fucker. Manager, Paul Dickus. <laughs> biggest Dickus. Manager of NASA's Near Earth Object Office at the Jet Propulsion Laboratory in Dr. Pasadena, California, said at the time. Quote, if there were any object large enough to do that type of destruction in September, we would have seen something of it by now. I have a friend, you know. <laughs> Centurion, flow him to the ground, Wuffwee. to the floor, yeah, weather Wuffwee. <laughs> Strike him, Centurion. 
Yeah, we've had a couple con uh, or a couple <laughs> listeners contact us about this Julie Rowe woman because yeah. she's she's leading a whole lot of Mormon people astray, according to mainline Mormonism. One because okay. of her end of days prophecies, which the LDS Church is all all the fuck yeah, about. Yeah, I, I don't understand why they aren't skeptical of this of this particular article. <laughs> I mean, I mean, Paul Chodas himself has debunked it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, we could call in Professor Harry Taint, but <laughs> <laughs> well, not to self promote too much here, but we're gonna have um, Richie T. Stedman of the Cultural Hall, Cultural Hall podcast on the show in a couple of weeks. Uh-huh. And I'm going to bring this lady up because I'm going to be like, this is what your religion makes. You know, yes. these kind of she people. She is a product of your religion, sir. Mm-hmm. And he specifically said on radio numerous occasions that I know people that have cashed out their 401k in preparation for this. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. That's sad. The Mormon church. And, it's like, and your, and they, your religion chooses not to either. come out they and say, give a shit about you know. That. Yeah, they don't fucking care that you do that. No. Almost every fucking care. house that's built in Utah has the Mormon pantry, right? It's yeah. the cold storage under yeah. the fucking front porch yep. that is this concrete walled off room yep. in the basement where Mormons stockpile fucking food. Yep. Hey, I don't have one of those. Hey, all right. <laughs> you don't? house. You no. don't? I've got a basement, but not like a. You don't have a cold storage in your nope, house. Not anywhere in the basement. No. Nope. Weird. Hmm. Must be a, some sort of secular house builder that built my <laughs> shit. <laughs> That's really weird, honestly. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm I keep at, I keep the beer in the basement. He's I'm like, looking at you askance. Like there's a hidden room in your house somewhere, X. <laughs> <laughs> it might be in the bedroom. It's it. Oh, you know what it is. That's where I keep the sex wing. It, uh, exactly. That's the room that you've set up for the torture the and, the, and the chaining of people. Oh fuck, that's cold. <laughs> Almost every house in Utah has this cold storage. It's it's called the cold storage room or the Mormon pantry where they yeah. f- just fucking stockpile food. Yeah. For the pending apocalypse. Mm. We're in the latter days. Jesus I'm is not, coming anytime. I don't agree with the apocalypse thing, but I do think it's a good idea to have some shit. Yeah, I mean like I we have like three or four cases of water that we keep. Uh, and like a whole bunch of cans of soup, but it's not like we're we're not with the fifty gallon barrels of you're fucking not, you're water. You're not preparing and, you know. for four years of living. In no, your we're basement. we're we're you know per, perhaps per, thinking that there's going to be some sort of earthquake or well, some sort of flood Utah's, that happens. Utah's way overdue, overdue for a big earthquake, and yeah. so it's a good idea to have like a two or three day kit of shit that you're not sure. going to go hungry. Sure, you know, yeah. Yeah. before the government gets there or before the Mormon Church decides to spend one tenth of its. Tithing on. I've got a big pantry, but a bigger <laughs> belly, so I can live off myself. I've got for a at knife. Least a couple weeks. I've got a knife and fat neighbors. They don't run very fast. So, <laughs> thing that sucks. Maybe one of the worst things about being an atheist is that no matter what happens, the theists are going to rub it in your face. I told you so. Yep. No matter what, like any bad thing, fucking, they're going to, you know, told you. Well, you fucking tell well, it's, you, it's, they know, can justify anything with their imaginary I, I know, friend. I know, I know. <laughs> but the thing is, if there's We're an being- afterlife. They're going to be like, I fucking told you. And if there's not, we don't get to do that. Yeah. No, I just think it'd be funny. Okay. And this is just purely speculation because not, not anybody here actually believes in an afterlife. But what there was, and a fucking atheist just saunters into the afterlife and the highest level would be like, ha ha! <laughs> <laughs> Where's your God now? Oh, he's over there. And he lit me in. <laughs> I'm dirty as fuck. <laughs> Yeah. He knows what's been going through my mind. If if he exists, he knows. He's watched me spanking it on multiple occasions, like throughout, daily throughout my whole life. Chodas. <laughs> <laughs> Have we got anything else? I got one other thing. All right. I was sad to hear about this one. Oh yeah. 
Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. 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 Sure. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Sure. Yogi Berra. Oh. One of baseball's uh, greatest catchers and characters, who as a player was a mainstay of 10 Yankee championship teams and as a manager led both the Yankees and the Mets to the World Series, but who may be more widely known as an ungangly, ungangly but lovable cultural figure inspiring a cartoon character and issuing a seemingly limitless supply of unwittingly witty epigrams known as yogiism <laughs> died <laughs> tuesday he They're was fucking brilliant too he was 90 Berryisms, colloquially colloquial expressions that lack logic are now countless and many of them are just attributed to Barra, even if he never actually said them as he so perfectly put it quote i never said most of the things i said <laughs> In tribute to him, here are some of his best. When you come to a fork in the road, take it. (laughs) (laughs) You can observe a lot just by watching. (laughs) No one goes there nowadays. It's too crowded. (laughs) (laughs) That took a second. Yeah, slow burner. (laughs) Baseball's 90% mental, and the other half is physical. <laughs> a nickel ain't worth a dime anymore. Congratulations. I knew the record would stand until it was broken. Slump, I'm not in a slump. I'm just not hitting. <laughs> the future ain't what it used to be. <laughs> Pair up in threes. <laughs> It was impossible to get a conversation going. Everybody was talking too much. (laughs) I don't know if they were men or women fans running naked across the field. They had bags over their heads. (laughs) Little League Baseball is a very good thing because it keeps the parents off the streets. (laughs) You want to go, bro? You want to (laughs) go? This is America. Sorry. Oh, poor Yogi. Poor my us bad. for missing him. Yeah. I don't know if he actually said it, but my favorite of his was, it ain't over till it's over. Yeah. Was I that a, was I, that I, think, a, I don't know. I, a Yogiism? That wasn't, I don't, I don't, see, I don't know I if it's directly attributed to him, best, but it's but yeah. a, it's definitely a Yogiism. Yeah. 90 years, though. That's, that's a, a good life, good man. good life. Yeah. yeah a lot Died of, of old age. A lot of world championships. Played in the 60, 27 Yankees. 69 years ever since he first got on the field. In the major yeah. leagues, yeah, yeah. I mean, he would have played with Ruth and Gehrig and Mantle and all those guys. Survive World War Two, Storming of Normandy. Mm-hmm. Guy was a fucking machine. Saw a lot of history. Pretty amazing. See, I do know baseball a bit. I don't know shit about run, run, tackle ball though. <laughs> <laughs> I like the run, run, tackle ball. I don't know hand egg. I like the run, run, tackle ball. I like it more than bounce, bounce, throw it net. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, fucking hate basketball. (laughs) (laughs) I think that about does it for Uh, this evening's episode of The Godless Revolution. Thank you for tuning in, everybody. Thank you for joining us, X. Thanks. It's been a pleasure. Great fucking night. This Mm -hmm. has been a lot of fun. A lot better than last week. That was tough, man. It was six hours of podcast. It was hard. It was five five hours of other people talking. And that's hard to get a a personality out when you're. Yeah, but the thing is, if we we would have started like at 11 a.m. on a Saturday or something or Sunday, it would have been totally doable because we would have taken a break and been done by 5 p.m. 
but doing to it as late as we did yeah. on a, the middle of the week, and I don't know, it, yeah, it was it was tough. But we did it for you guys, so fucking and poor Forrest sticking it out as long as you <laughs> did. Like what a fucking trooper, man! Oh god, yeah. So we had uh, we had Norm Macdonald and uh, and Christopher <laughs> Walken last week. <laughs> Uh, if you have any questions, complaints, whines, rants, you can contact us at godlessrevolution at gmail.com. Find us on Facebook at Godless Revolution. Tweet us at TGR Podcast. Leave us a text message or call and leave us voicemail at 33081Rebel. 33081Rebel! <laughs> We've had a couple messages to the phone. I haven't, we, we haven't had very many. We have, we have gotten some emails, so. They'll play them as long mm-hmm. as the episode doesn't get lost. Yes. Oh, that's true, yeah. Oh, that is true, yeah. We did have the... We've lost two episodes. Don Cheeto and... Jesus HIV Christ. Jesus H- <laughs> that was fucking brilliant. I'm so sad bad. we missed that. Was that. Too bad. that was too bad. Uh, next week, we should have Ryan back with us. Uh, he'll be back on Saturday, I believe. Hmm. He's out doing his EMT training stuff mm-hmm, for work, mm-hmm. so... Sorry I won't be here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but he should be with us next week. We've got some exciting guests lined up for the future. Uh, I will announce them as I firm up plans with them, but, uh, I think you guys will be excited about some of the people we got coming on the show in the near future. Once again, thanks for tuning in, everybody, and we'll catch y'all next week. Bye. You're welcome. <laughs>